When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cameron motherfucking Kennedy absolutely killing it with every variation of that intro, but this one was easily the best. There's so much going on there. I'm going to need every single one of you out there to go back, watch that, and skim through it frame by frame. See all the Easter eggs. Screen cap it. Tweet at Cam Kennedy, of course. Let him know all of his hard work is with good fruits and if you're because, wa- if you're listening somewhere mm-hmm. god damn it go watch that on youtube that was insane yeah it was it's actually insane of course shout out to carter harrell for for doing the the sam raimi version of the music for us which is fantastic but uh watching those things grow and get more and more multiversal week to week has been one of my favorite things about this here spider-man rewatch now welcoming us back to kind of funny's mcu in review of course i'm tim gettys joined by the big dog kevin coelho up kev how excited are you to watch this movie with me for the third time tonight i god i'm so excited paula hasn't been on social media she didn't get a chance to watch it on tuesday she didn't get a chance to watch it on thursday but god damn it she's watching it today hell yes of course joining us as well is the producer slash seducer nick scarpino tim i saw two or three shots of me in that intro Mm -hmm. and we'll just say they were less than flattering one was me as the green goblin one was yeah. me as the cat on all fours on the desk. Uh-huh. And, I, and yeah. I, just, I think I blanked on the other one. Cameron Kennedy, I got your number, bro. <laughs> okay. I got you know, your Nick, number. Yeah, yeah, the thing is, he, Cameron Kennedy isn't necessarily making these things from his imagination. These are all yeah. things you've done yeah. to yourself. <laughs> 100%. So. Of course, that voice you hear is the one and only Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Oh, my goodness. Spider-Man. Oh. Oh, Spider-Man, no. Oh, oh, oh. Now, here's the thing, of course. Joining us for our final piece of kind of funny content this year, making his return to MCU in review, the one, the only, Greg Miller. Hello, Timothy. How are you? I am fantastic. I can't wait to talk to all of you about this movie. I feel like this is the type of movie we're going to be talking about for years to come, but I can't wait to sit with you guys the next couple hours, get into all the nitty-gritty of our thoughts, and I can't wait to see where you guys rank them because this is Kind of Funny's In Review, where each and every week we get together to rank, review, and recap different movie franchises. Uh, This is the end of our revisit to Spider-Man with the new entry for MCU In Review, but when we return in January, we have a whole bunch of fun. We're returning to some of our all-time favorite in review series we got hawkeye coming out we're gonna do the mcu in review for that we got the matrix resurrections closing out the matrix we got cobra kai season four andy where you at with that 
Oh my God. You keep on reminding me that it's on the way and I keep forgetting and I'm happy I have such a bad memory because a little spark of joy always just kind of like hits me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Nick Scarpino, we have Scream 5. How excited are you for that? Very Timney. Oh, that was good. That was good. And Kev, this one's just for you. Great. No, Close no, stop, out the Greg. How dare you? That was great. That was great. Dude, hey, I, you've limped to the finish line here of the year. I'm proud of you. <laughs> just get rest up these next two weeks. Come back a little harder. Nick, that's what I'm Nick I, thought you, I thought you were trying to do Willem Dafoe. Be honest. Few too many cocktails last night at the holiday party. Okay? Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> just for you, we're closing out January with Morbius. <laughs> I'm so sorry, I'm I'm done with the Morbius. I'm out of those reviews. Have yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck them. Oh, you gotta love it. Will Kevin make his appearance? You'll have to find out next year here on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com. If you want to get it as a podcast, just search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny in review, and we'll be right there for you. If you wanted to get the show ad-free and if you want to watch live as we record it. You got to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny, just like our Patreon producers, Molecule, Pranksy, and Greg Miller returns to content next month. Nick should quit now. Today, son of a we're bitch. brought to you by MeUndies, Trade Coffee, Audible, and HBO Max, but we'll get to all that later. It's time to talk about Spider-Man No Way Home, released on December 17th, 2021, making it the 32nd marvel studios project and the 27th movie in the mcu with a runtime of two hours and 28 minutes it is the longest spider-man movie and the fourth longest mcu movie um infinity war is one minute longer eternals is nine minutes longer and Endgame is a little over a half hour longer uh one minute shorter coming in at fifth place is civil war so a lot of the big ensemble movies obviously getting the the kind of higher run times, it seems. This was once again directed by John Watts, uh, who directed Homecoming, Far From Home, and has signed on to do The Fantastic Four, which is very exciting. Uh, this film marks the first MCU trilogy to be directed by the same director, John Watts. All previous film franchises like Iron Man, Avengers, and Captain America had only two consistent directors throughout their respective trilogies. Uh, the music was done once again, Nick, by Michael Giacchino. Woo! Word. And he he did it. He fucking did it, everybody. All I've been saying is this MCU theme is good, but it's just missing the epicness. And, oh, they brought the epicness. So thank you for that, Michael. Thank you. You guys think we can get Michael on the show? I, I want to get him, him on yeah, the show because I want to congratulate him personally. For the, thing is, the thing is, I'm sure he's not busy at all. It's mm-hmm. not like he's one of the most, if not the most, highly demanded composers in the film industry right now. I'm sure he's got nothing. He's I'm no sure he's got DJ like DJ Junkie or whatever. All right, pump your brakes. He's not over there going. He's not. Uh, the budget of $200 million. Uh, and the box office of, guys, this is some insanity. Obviously, the movie just came out, so we don't have up-to-date actual numbers. But what we do have here is that this movie is on pace for an opening weekend of 200 to $250 million, which is insane. Throughout the day, that number has literally doubled. When I first made the run of show this morning, it was 100. And now we're talking two to 250, uh, making it potentially a top seven opening of all time, which is really crazy. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home will be the first pandemic era movie to cross 100 million in a single weekend. Only one other film, Sony's Venom, Let There Be Carnage, has come Venom. close 
hitting a still impressive 90 million domestically. Um, and yeah, these numbers are just really crazy and uh, it's easily blowing out everything we've seen. So already we're at 50 million for just the Thursday night previews um, for context there. Black Widows was 13 million. So quite a jump, quite a leap. Nick, do you think we can that. make a movie and bring in those numbers? Easily, easily. I think Your it's actually 30 a 32nd movie, yeah, in the, yeah. In, the, in the line of it. Yeah, totally. I think it's a lot easier than people think. Some fun stats for you here. This is the eighth appearance of John Favreau as Happy Hogan. Uh-huh. See, that's where the real money is. Mm-hmm. Make, make a movie, cast yourself in a role, and then just stop making them. And you're just in the forever as a guy. Or, or uh, Greg, it's the backup quarterback. It's sure. the backup quarterback of the NFL. Just ride the, ride the pine for a decade, and you're hauling in like $6 million a year. It's incredible. You don't Living do a damn life. thing. Yeah. And then if you lose when you they call you in, like, what do you want me to do? I've been on ice. I'm the backup. (laughs) I suck. (laughs) uh, A fun thing about that. So eight appearances is a lot uh, in in any franchise. But uh, specifically with this one, he he has eight on-screen appearances. He has nine because there's a deleted scene in Infinity War. But besides that, he's not featured in that movie. And there is another ninth one because he is the voice of himself in What If. So... He's, he's really up there uh, for appearances. There is very few people above them. The only ones being Steve Rogers mm-hmm. at nine appearances, uh, Tony Stark at 10, and Nick Fury at 10 as well. Uh, oh, and wow. Nick Fury will outpace Robert Downey Jr. because we already know he's going to be confirmed in Secret Invasion. So mm-hmm. I would have assumed will... Nick Fury had at least 15 or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tom Holland, this is his sixth appearance as Spider-Man, uh, making him the most recurring Spider-Man we have ever had. And this is Benedict Cumberbatch's fifth time portraying Dr. Stephen Strange after Dr. Strange, Thor Ragnarok, Infinity War, and Endgame. And now this, uh, he was also his voice in What If? So he's kind of racking them up. But what's interesting about him is that is the most appearances having only one movie so far with Dr. Strange in the title, <laughs> which is interesting. Andy oh, interesting. Cortez from Kind of Funny. I continue to feel this way about old, old Benny, old Benny Cumber. I continue to feel this way about him. Ben, I ben feel like, come, come. You know? <laughs> Benny Ben Cum Cum. I feel like he's he's kind of like an artist in my eyes. I feel like he's kind of on this upper echelon, and and maybe because he's British, and maybe be a lot of the actors in the MCU are British. But like he kind of just, I feel like he's in a higher level in terms of the projects that he chooses, and I'm let's, so happy. He was in like he's in like been in like Academy Award winning films. And like Robert Downey Jr. was in Weird Science. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so and because of that, I'm so glad that this obviously he's getting paid a lot. It's not like he's doing this. You know, you're not going to see Benedict Cumberbatch do snakes on a plane, too. Let's no, exactly. Exactly. But I'm just really happy that this isn't above him or this isn't below him. Below him. Like, yeah, he still he it seems like he enjoys a fandom. uh, Tim mentioned at the red carpet, he was just a lovely dude, like signing autographs. And I'm glad that this isn't one of those. We always hear about like the Scorsese's of the world and a lot of people sure. who are like the, the big up, film yeah. people that are like, fuck these comic book bullshit. I'm glad old Benny Cum Cum. Well, that's <laughs> is- the thing, right? It's like if you're a working actor right now, you can't shit talk the MCU or superhero movies because that's what's happening. That's what's making money. And it's, yeah. it's what we're talking about. It's a golden ticket, obviously, in terms of the funds, but it's what 
keeps getting funded. It's usually, yeah, directors yeah. you see talk a lot of shit because they're all like, I went to fucking art school and we're all like, we don't care. Give us jackass forever and a big old diet soda. Why do I feel like that was a slight at me? <laughs> you know, I don't drink diet soda. Sure, Greg Miller, I want to start with you making your return here to Kind of Funny. What did you think about Spider-Man No Way Home? What a fucking motion picture, Timothy Geddes. Uh, you know, it was definitely one of those movies the build up to I couldn't stop myself. You know, I know we're in the spoiler free section of the show if we're still doing that here. Uh, and, you know, at one point there's a big moment that happens and Andy pop next to me and he leaned over to me. He's like, did you already know? And I'm like, yes, like I have been the guy for this movie that I was like, I was at the I did the opposite of what I did with Ghostbusters, where I did my best not to look at latest trailers and all that stuff. This was a thing. If I woke up and people there was a hashtag trending, I clicked on it. I wanted to know, just show me. I needed it all. And so that of course dampens your excitement to some regard because like I know cool shit's about to happen, but is it gonna happen in the way I want it to? Where's it gonna go? This movie for me was multiple movies. The first being this great, fun teen movie i felt like of this like the adventure kind of thing that after we got through the stuff we had seen in trailers i was like oh i didn't expect it going this way this is a cool way for it to go that's nice something happens and then we're into a very serious movie then there's an ending that i need to talk about for what spider-man has always been to me both positive and negatively right this movie was funny it made me cry multiple times i thought it was strangely cathartic it was cathartic to see a lot of threads tied up that i wasn't expecting to and then it leaves me ready to talk for hours about where Spider-Man and the MCU go from here and the decisions they've made with the character and where we're at in the universe. And again, both positive and negative ways in the way I have always felt about Spider-Man. I think it's so funny that, you know, of course, this is a mashup in the crossover of Spider-Man interview, Spider-Man re-review, uh, MCU in review. Welcome to the Spider-Boys, Greg. I, thank you. I, I was very sad yesterday when you guys took the Spider-Boys photo. I'm like, I can't be in it. I delighted uh, in your anguish. I thank you very much, Tim. All right, Nick. Uh, it was one of those that I came home and Jen, of course, wanted to know about Jen obviously stayed home with our child and <laughs> didn't want to, you know, to leave him all home alone, get a babysitter, deal with the COVID and everything else. So I just went on this mission on my own. And so talking to her about it, I was like, man, this is going to be fascinating for you to watch because we obviously love MCU. She's watched every MCU movie multiple times with me, you know, wakes up every uh, Wednesday, ready to go and excited to watch whatever MCU show we're getting. But I was like, this is such a Spider-Man movie that I wonder, and I'm like, you didn't, like, you, you know, I, I, you, we've watched them a few, once or here, a little bit, like, it, this is such a weird crossover, pivot, you know, intersection point of Spider-Man and MCU, and they do so much, and they do it so well, and it's cheesy and heartbreaking and lovely and amazing, and it's just, I loved it. Nick Scarpino. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to echo all those sentiments. I really, really enjoyed this film. I think it is probably the biggest hottest mess of any mcu film that i've ever seen um but it all somehow works and i think it's a lot of fan service uh no no spoilers yet but there's just a lot of things in there thrown in there for fans of of obviously the raimi and the um uh the amazing spider-man series that i think um in 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 the hands of lesser creators would have come off just horribly um but it works in this and 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 um, there were a lot of moments in this that, that were really, really impactful for me that I was not expecting. I did not get anything spoiled, spoiled for me other than the obvious of like seeing, seeing, you know, Doc Ock and, uh, uh, some of the villains in the trailer. Um, but a lot of the things they did, they were able to do and they felt new, even though we were kind of treading on 
uh, some already worn ground. Um, and that's the magic of, I think, the MCU is they gave us they gave us exactly what we wanted, only a little bit different, and it worked. And it's surprising to me that people are saying this movie or the runtime of this movie is long because it felt like it was a, it by. felt brisk to me. Um, and just shout out to the the main the leads in these character in, in the movie, like Tom Holland and Zendaya and and uh, the I was Jacob, Jacob but yeah, uh, they're great. And man, Tom Holland really, really, really has the stuff, man. He really, really does. Uh, I, I, this is one of the very few Marvel movies that I'm like, I'm considering re-seeing in theaters. Wow. Andy Cortez. Loved it. I, I don't think it's without its faults. I do think it's uh, messy in some parts, but they had a lot. I think your tweet kind of summed it up really well, Tim, of like, this movie had a lot of baggage to try to clean up and try to make neat. And uh, I, I just I loved it all the way through, um, whether it's the beginning portions of it where it's mostly um, the sort of the main cast that we're used to and kind of the culmination of everything near the end. I I cried multiple times, whether it's from just hype and just excitedness or excitement or just really dark, sad shit happening. <laughs> uh, this movie is incredible. I can't wait to watch it again uh, when I go back home for Christmas. This is one of those really special moments in like Hollywood movie history. And I, it, it's it's incredible that it not only happened and it's even more incredible that the movie was as good and as enjoyable as it was. Kevin, you've now seen it twice. Where you at? <laughs> Walking out of this movie was like the damn. There was so much that I was feeling, and I'm like seeing it a second time. It's gonna hit me uh, not nearly as hard, and I'm gonna be able to like kind of be able to think about it clearer. And while I have way more clarity, it also watching it a second time, man, it hit way harder. Knowing what we were building to really like allowed me to enjoy it more and felt a lot deeper. Uh, this movie is. Honestly, it's, I, I, I was scared going into this movie because I was worried that this is a very ambitious thing. Spider-Man's known for him like being too ambitious in the past and um, the rumors and stuff that we had heard. Um, somehow, you know, they somehow they figured out how to how to deliver like one of the most satisfying, satisfying stories that like connects to other things that that I didn't know I wanted closure on. And um, it's funny. It's dramatic and sad. Like, I'm... For, even for the, the high caliber that the MCU is at, I'm still blown away with the, that they were able to do something so, like, magical. That, that, like, I was so fully invested in so many different characters. Like... It turns out you can do it. You can have a bunch of characters, give them growth and closure um, if the team is correct and it's it's thoroughly, like, like everything is, is taken to where it needs to be. And I'm just literally blown away. Watching it the second time, I was like, all right, I'll be able to, like, see more things. And I did, but, like, it was not nearly as much as I thought I could because, like, I was so enraptured. Like, one of the things I said in the spoiler-free um podcast that we did is that i was going to listen to the music more and i didn't get a chance to do that because i was still so much to, to look at and to take in it i'm blown away 
Timothy Geddes, your second time seeing it. Your third time will be tonight. What did you <clears> think <throat> of it? This this film is an achievement, and I feel like the, the, it was either going to be that or fail at being that, and I think mm-hmm. it demonstrably is an achievement on the level of Endgame. This is Spider-Man Endgame um, in, in every single way. Uh, I think that the, the key difference, though, is that what this is the Endgame to is 20 years of superhero movies. It isn't just the oh, Spider-Man villains are in it. It's also um, going back to the Statue of Liberty like we saw in the trailer, like that being the end of X-Men 1, like all of these like kind of – the, the subliminal memories that we all have of, of these movies over the last 20 plus years, right? Like it leading to this, especially with the character as beloved as Spider-Man. And there's so many people that love Spider-Man for different reasons. And I think this movie delivers a little bit of all of that to each and every one of us in, in, uh, ridiculous amount of ways in spades um, watching it the second time I'm right there with Kev where I was overwhelmed the first time uh, mm-hmm. with emotion with with in, interest in looking at every single part of the frame with listening to music like finding the callbacks finding all the stuff looking for easter eggs watching it the second time it really blew my mind at how well this stands as a movie it isn't just fan service fan service is it's 10 out of 10. I honestly don't think a movie's ever done fan service better than this. Um, I do think it is as good at as Endgame, if not better. Um, I would say it's better, actually, than, than Endgame. And and that's that is impressive. They both are 10s, but I, I I prefer what we got in this. But I do think that the plot works. And I feel like so much of the fan service is in service of a plot that works not only as a movie beginning to end watching this, but as a even more as an end cap to this trilogy. This is easily the best story told over a trilogy of movies that we've had in the, the MCU so far. Definitely the best one we've seen in a Spider-Man uh, movie so far. And I just think that they they did what they had to do. And every single thing I look for from an MCU movie, whether it's callbacks to other things, whether it's it being a good standalone movie, whether it's a supporting cast, villains, setting up the future post-credit scenes. To me, this movie just delivered all of those things at, and in a way that I never could have thought to even ask for because i thought it was too tall of an order to be able to achieve what they did but they really did it and i can't wait to talk about spoilers with you boys so having said that it's spoiler time everybody leave if you do not want to be spoiled and greg i want to start with you man you fucking (laughs) kidding me are you fucking kidding me right like so what i was talking there's like multiple points and i know we're going to talk about this when we do the plot or whatever but like again I had binged so much stuff. And I mean, that meant that I knew Matt Murdock was in it. I already seen the shots that had leaked of uh, Toby and Andrew. Like I knew they were going to be, you know, knew, we all knew. Right. But that moment of seeing them in suit and stuff like that, mm-hmm. none of it mattered because the Matt's thing was so fucking amazing. And I loved him catching the brick. And then, th- and this is the whole thing where like, I was getting into what is this movie going to be? What is this movie going to be? And that first part where I was like, Oh, this is fun. Actually, this is taking all these different Spider-Man villains and putting them into a, tom holland spider-man movie that's always like you know having fun and be like you get serious whatever but it's him and it's ned and it's mj and they are going to set things right and this is going to be a fun little romp and we're going to go do that and then when fucking aunt may lets green goblin off the hook that's when i was like oh fuck like you know what i mean like we all know how bad goblin is in spider-man in general let alone in this moment so when he fucking hits her with the glider and she went down I was like, she's dead. And then she she popped up, and that's when I gasped. When yeah. I, And it wasn't that I gasped like she's still alive. I was like, oh, this they're going to fucking tear this out our it. hearts. Yeah. They're going to tear out our fucking hearts. And it's the same thing, right, where when he starts talking to her, 
I'm just waiting for her to collapse, waiting for her to collapse. And then it was also the thing of like, obviously, again, I couldn't stop myself. So I, I had seen that article of like Tom Holland says that an iconic Spider-Man line is going to be in this movie. And I was like, it's either great power or it's going to be go get him tiger. And I'm like, it could be both. It could be both. You know what I mean? And so I'm like, Oh my God, they're making her bend. They're doing yeah. this thing. Oh my fucking God. And they do it and they crush it. And I was like, Oh, and that's when the movie obviously goes so dark, but like, even when it was fun, sorry, when they went to Happy's thing and all the villains walked by the security camera, that's when like I went from trying to figure out what this movie was to just grinning like an idiot. And then they break my heart. And then it's like, all right, cool. As soon as that happens, here are the other Spider-Man. And then it is like, let's get them all like in such fun lines of di- not even fun sometimes, die lines of dialogue. Let's catch up and show the bond. And like this movie does so much and so like very much like when we get to plot recap you all have to help me it's very much a ghostbusters afterlife situation where i was sitting there just feasting my eyes and not trying Mm -hmm. to think of how i'm going to plot it all out like watching all three spider-men talk to each other was just the fucking best and that's where i'm like this is such a spider-man movie this that's where it's not mcu anymore it is very much a payoff like you're saying to 20 years of spider-man movies we've all watched loved made fun of lived on you know what i mean but like the fucking conversations up there, right? Where they, and they, and, and like you nailed it, Tim, when you're like, they give you the fan service you wanted. There were so many things I said building up to this, whether it was to you, Tim, to Jen, to whoever, of like, oh man, I, I hope that they get to say great power, great responsibility to each other. I hope they talk about Uncle Ben. I hope that, you know, they make fun of his organic web shooters. I hope, I hope, and they did all of that shit to get to the fucking Statue of Liberty and have them not be a team. Then the, uh, oh, it would be cool if he talks about the Avengers, talk about the Avengers. And what are that? Well, what's the, you're like, oh my, and then they all run and they jump, woo, and they're all fucking doing the thing. And then again, like, it was the most telegraph shit of like in the trailer, uh, MJ falling and everybody being like, oh, well, of course, this is where Andrew Garfield's going to swing in, grab her, have his redemption moment. You knew that was going to happen, but I didn't know that he would still be so fucked up about it. Yeah. I didn't know that they would give me a line of dialogue of him being like, no, no, uh, no time for Peter Parker stuff. I kind of went off the deep end and got really violent. And like, I've been this, uh, in a dark place. And so to have him do it, fucking land do everything like we, the audience cheered he drops he does it are you okay mj yeah and then her moment of are you and it was like oh my god just fucking crying you know what i mean of like again a spider amazing spider-man 2 whatever you thought and like oh my god all the eel jokes whatever you thought of it right like it was part of that and obviously you we know what peter parker in general carries with the weight of gwen stacy but to see that and get that thread get that closure get that thing get that moment have these things that like you know, we never got to see, you know, again, the, the leaked Sony emails that they wanted it to be Andrew uh, Garfield in the MCU, but it just didn't work out, right? Uh, as bad as Spider-Man 3 was with Tobey Maguire that you never got Spider-Man 4. To get this moment that, like, I would have never thought we would have seen and to have them fucking crush it and do it, let alone then to get to an ending that is both so spider-man and then so also the thing that has turned me off to spider-man comics as i've talked about before the clone saga uh brand new day stuff that i think are crazy decisions they make a crazy fucking decision at the end of this that i find so heartbreaking and not in a way of like i'm i'm let down by the films so heartbreaking for peter to carry and go but that's what spider-man is and who they've made and there's so much to talk about in this movie i'm sorry to eat up all the oxygen but that that whoo tim whoo tim (laughs) andy cortez where you at Oh, yeah. I mean, shit. Fucking. <laughs> like, Andrew Garfield and Willem Dafoe are just the stars of this movie for me. Like, uh, apart from all the other, just from Tom Holland being such an incredible actor. And I loved, uh, I loved Zendaya in this movie. Um, I loved Jacob Batalon in this movie. 
I liked seeing their I liked seeing their character growth. I liked seeing um even at the end, even though it is heartbreaking, um, knowing that Tom Holland and that and this Peter Parker this sort of sets the the ground uh, or sets the tone for what the rest of Tom Holland's Spider-Man and Spider-Verse will be. Um, I, I, I don't know, man. It, it was incredible. I, I'm kind of at a loss for words. Um, I thought Matt Murdock was that was such a surprise for me. I did not have that spoiled for me. And I I've, I couldn't believe it. I I think they played it so perfectly with how. We scroll. I scroll TikTok all the time. I've seen all these interviews with uh, Andrew Garfield and him having to deny everything, and like, look how much he's lying about it. He's like, "Well, you guys are gonna be really disappointed. Sorry, I'm not in the movie. I'm so sorry." Like, and then, but Matt Murdock was on the opposite end of the spectrum where he's like, "Please put me in. Please let me be Daredevil." <laughs> and they play that so perfectly because, like, I just didn't expect to see him in this movie, and so that was really, really damn cool, and that did happen. Um, I'm really happy that um, I, 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 I was feeling different ways that Greg was feeling during the Aunt May scene. When she gets hit, I go, oh, shit, she's dead. And when she gets up, I'm like, fucking Marvel, commit, dude. You can't <laughs> let her live here, like, after you do that. And, and the explosion happened as well. You got to commit to killing her. I can't believe you're not committing to this. But the scene kept on going. The scene kept on going. And you started seeing... I just thought she was shell-shocked. I thought she was just kind of, like, really fucked up. But it kept going long enough to where I was like, oh, no, here it comes. And it it, it just it destroys you. And um, I thought that scene was incredible. There was some messy stuff where I didn't love Alfred Molina's coming back. Uh, his That redemption moment of him... Uh, pulling away the arc reactor from Jamie Foxx's chest. It just, that didn't work for me the way I wanted it to. Um, uh, and I, I, I kind of wanted to feel more hype about that. But goddamn, seeing Tobey Maguire and Alfred Molina interact was so heartwarming and just Peter adorable. Boy, you've grown up. I was like, oh, oh goddamn. <laughs> uh, and this movie just like, it, this movie made me uh, teary eyed multiple times. Like the open, ugly, open mouth crying like I did during Endgame. Um, especially near the end when they finally do kind of let's sync up our spider senses um, mm. and we all swing out and it is every frame of painting sort of shit where it's mm. all them flying through the air that and they're whipping off each other. God damn, this movie just delivered on so many uh, different areas that I was hoping it would and just I just had a lot of doubts because this is just it's a tall task. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, by the end of this, like I, I got to see this again. Okay. Man, how good was it when they're running out and they they all start webbing and they're Amazing. all timed in and then they web each other to like propel. Oh my god. Like what a moment to see these three guys just move around that we all have so much history with. You know? Like damn, how could how could they do this of like give us closure of their story? A little weird with the the Sam Raimi Spider-Man being like, "Oh, it's complicated." It's like been 20 years, guy. Like, how have you guys not sorted out you, you and um, MJ? Uh, yeah, like, I, yeah, yeah. If we're jumping into that right there, that was the part I definitely didn't like because what I didn't like about it was the immediate follow up of it's complicated, blah blah blah, and then me and MJ make it work. I was like, wait, what? So yeah, what? Like, well, so what does that meant, even mean? Is he like, I my draw my draw from that, if I may, was that he please. they had broken up and got back together, and she got she was almost married to someone else, and yada yada yada. But then he was like, so he's talking about while, it. It was complicated. I think it was it okay. was complicated, but we made it work. 
Oh, in that over this over this yeah. I lost that bit. narrative thread there I was like wait it what? wasn't it was kind yeah. of poorly written that that line he should have just said you know it's really complicated but over the years me and MJ have been able we to sorted work. It out, but he, yeah. yeah we sorted it out okay thank you uh I mean it's just this this movie is so good like I, all the actions amazing like the the Ned and, and like his relationship with magic and like there's so much awesome. comedy sp- sprinkled in like it's insane that they have dramatic moments where people are like the um what's his face catches her uh, sorry uh spider-man garfield. The, huh garfield yeah garfield thank you garfield spider-man, catches peter, her. peter three yeah P- peter three that's right <laughs> catches her we have that very very somber beat that frankly is beautifully acted like mm-hmm. he nailed that that emotion for Andrew for that garfield moment so like good. you you can feel it and then what it immediately cuts to uh ned getting caught or like falling and then getting caught by uh, uh dr cape. strange's cape and it's just like that is it was hilarious like the 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 room went from silent taking in that moment to like full-blown laughter and like being able to juggle that is to me like insanely incredible um yeah this, this movie is so good spoiler wise what do you want to talk about nick um just the the idea that a lot of this movie 100 percent like there's a lot of this movie that should have been left on the cutting room floor, and I'm glad it wasn't. Uh, and and in in other movies, if I'd had seen a lot of these scenes of improv, I'd have been like, "Oh my god, they should have cut this out." And some of the stuff went a little long, and a lot of it was very indulgent. It was a lot of fanfare, right? But I'm very glad. It, I'm very glad they left it in because it was a fitting farewell to Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man and. And and to Andrew Garfield Spider Man, it was kind of the the resolutions that they deserved. I was shocked that they gave they were a, able to actually have a fitting arc for Andrew Garfield's character in there because we really did leave him in a dark place. Um, and I remember wa- I walked out of the theater thinking, "Hey, Sony's Sony makes interesting decisions with their Spider Man properties. Why not make it a third Andrew Garfield film?" Like I'd You'll watch it. it. We talked You'll about that. It. After the end of uh, we are in review for Amazing Spider-Man 2, I was like, I like him as this. I think he should get one more crack at it. And now that he's got it, I'm like kind of thirsting for more. Um, but the thing that was really, really impactful for me, and I think the, the, the thing that makes this film so special and one of the reasons why it works is is that, 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 that moment with Aunt May and the fact that they decided to make her the Uncle Ben character, I did not see coming. It came out of left field for me. And I thought, I was, I, I thought to myself, what an inspired and heartbreaking choice that they made. Um, it was absolutely the right one. It was, it was incredibly impactful, and she was able to deliver the famous line, but it had a slightly different meaning this time, which I think is is a perfect. Um, it's kind of a perfect illustration and example of what the MCU Spider Man is compared to the other ones, right? It's just, there's just there was kind of more weight behind it because he's already made the choice to be a hero and he wants to be a good hero, but what she's telling him is sometimes that means you have to really sacrifice, and it's going to suck. And you have to like what makes you a real hero is even even facing those sacrifices and all that trauma, you keep going. And that gets echoed again when they when in that one little line where it, it's cheesy as hell, but they're like, let's go kick some ass. And then Toby Maguire is like, no, let's go save some ass. And it's so cheesy, but that is the that is sort of the theme of this movie, is like and it's echoed and again, the the last cure little, that ass. Little, little, <laughs> cure that ass. That's what it was, not save that ass, cure that ass. Um but the, and then there was also the the moment where he's kind of standing over her tombstone and it says like I, I forget what the phrase was I tried to remember it but then there was a when couple you help one after. you help when you help, help someone you help person, everyone everyone yeah and that's that's what it's all about and her her telling him that hits so much harder than any of the other Uncle Bens just because a you know 
we've been with Marissa Tomei now for a few movies, so we weren't seeing this coming. And B, they've actually they actually managed to set up her character a little bit more in a way that I think is helped back it up, right? We've seen her in the prior movie. She was doing that thing for the charity, right? And she's she's worked with these things before. So there's a little bit more set up there as opposed to like, for instance, like, and this is just an example, Greg, I'm not pulling this, you know, just in, in no particular go. order. Here we go, everybody. Um, Here we go. Ghostbusters 2, where they're like, we just need somebody working in a museum. Let's just have Sigourney Weaver work in a museum, right? And that totally felt like it was completely unsupported. Whereas in this, you're like, it's believable that Aunt May's character, like, works with these charities and with, uh, with homeless people and people who are like, you know, down on their luck and stuff like that. And that really, really helped. And you see, I just, I love that moment where she's like, you have to help him. And he's like, I should have, he turns to her, he's like, I should, I should have listened to Dr. Strange. I should have killed him. And she goes, no. Like you did the right thing, yeah. even though she knows she's about to die. That was, yeah. that was perfect. That was just a perfect, perfect moment. And Tom Holland, right afterward, his performance is just so gut wrenchingly good, so good in that moment. Tim, quick question for you, just while we're here, uh, getting into the weeds of Spider Man fandom. Uh, when you help someone, you help everyone. I remember being a big part of Spider Man PS4. Did mm-hmm. they give that to May, or was that something I don't remember from comic book before? I, I don't know. I mean, a lot of those type of lines are always uh, vaguely attributed, even to begin with. Like, like I don't have that specific line, but even with the great power, great responsibility, uh, I want to read this to you guys because it's kind of interesting. Uh, the often quoted phrase, with great power comes great responsibility, is widely attributed to Uncle Ben uh, in the comics, but it first appeared in Amazing Fantasy 15, the first appearance oh, of Spider-Man, uh, in which it's not spoken by any character. Instead, it's just it a blur, right? in a narrative caption at the comics last panel. Um, and the quote is actually what she says in this one, which is with great power, here. there must also come uh, great responsibility. Yeah. But it, what, what's interesting is the line almost kind of got a uh, Mandela affected where it really didn't rise to prominence until the 2002 Sam Raimi movie, mm-hmm. uh, which makes sense, right? Because that really was the mainstream yeah. uh, boom of Spider-Man as a, a character. But uh, the first time Ben ever said it was in uh, 1972, but even then, it was like a, a flashback thing. It wasn't until, like, even in comics, until 1987 that he first actually said it, which is really crazy. Um, but, yeah, those those things are always the the kind of, like, how many different ways can we phrase the thing? But I love that in this one, they they, they did it. They stuck to the, the originals. And to have Toby kind of finish the line in that scene was, like, incredibly powerful. Yeah, yeah totally. And then, yeah. and then have them go, hey, how, do you, how do you know that? And then Garfield would be like, Uncle Ben said it, and then Toby the night he died. Like that was so fucking cool to you know have them all do that. Yeah. Let alone the fucking conversation of like who's your weirdest villain? <laughs> God, it. it was fucking awesome. Russian yeah. guy in a mech rhino. I'm suit. lame. I just I, a Russian guy in a rhinoceros. I, I do kind of <laughs> wish at that moment we got a little bit more hints of them like having more like you know greater lives okay, than what we've well, seen. Because yeah. Tim it and I talked about little... it. Sorry, go ahead. Please. No, please. I should say it did feel a little soft for them just to reference the stuff that we've already seen. Kind of yeah, funny. I had that conversation with Tim when it, afterwards of like when it happened, I was like all of a sudden like leaning in like, are you about to talk about your adventures you had or if in the, but to come back and keep it to what you've done before? I hear you, but I think then it gets even more confusing of like you know, how, you know what's been going on or how you're gonna do that and how much cool shits happened off camera. I, I'm the biggest sucker for that type of stuff. Like I love that type of lore and world building and Easter eggy type shit. But I think that with what this movie accomplished and did, I think it was key that they didn't do it because guys for months, I've been saying the success of this movie in my mind is really riding on. Are these actually the characters from the movies that we knew and they, can they make that work? And they, they were, and they did. And I think that because of that, 
adding more stuff than we knew, I think could have like messed that up potentially. And I think that because they kept it straight and kept it literally to the canon that we know, it allowed the moments to hit harder of Andrew Garfield. Like him, him just saying, like, I stopped pulling my punches. We start filling that in. And I, I think that's a, a better headcanon type thing than if they had started like name dropping more Easter eggs. But, and it also, I think, strengthens each of the Peters in different ways. Like having Tom Holland be a leader because he's been in the Avengers like, is such a strength of MCU Peter Parker. And I think that they really did a good job of having closing moments for all these characters to Nick's point about Aunt May. Like this is the most fleshed out Aunt May we've ever had easily. And she had not just a character in this uh, movie, but like a, a purpose to the main plot itself. And like the great power, great responsibility isn't just like a nice thing. Someone's saying when they're dying, that kind of like motivates you to be a better person. It's like the core central thing to the plot of this movie of Tom Holland trying to rehab some of the worst villains we've ever seen, right? And I, I think mm-hmm. that they did a good job balancing all of that stuff. Like, that is what I'm most impressed with. I think some of the villains, like, the worst parts of this movie are how overthinky I get about this stuff where I'm like, that's not how uh, Osborne ever acted. Like, that's not how this, that's not that. That's not this movie's fault. This movie did the damn best thing it can. I think that it made a, a very bold choice to just be like, we're going to tell a really good story and yeah. commit to that. And it allows moments like, I know I think three of us have already brought up in the spoiler conversation, Garfield saving uh, Michelle and having that, that look on him crying. I don't think it can be understated how powerful of a moment that is and how earned of a moment that was that that to me is a perfect example of where this movie is fan service meets plot because it was earned. They set it up with his character earlier and in the movies before that we had all just rewatched for the upteenth time. But I am so impressed with how they made the, um the trio organic their conversations and hitting the fan service moments didn't feel like we're watching um characters kind of just act like memes it felt like they were acting like the characters we knew and they would be freaked out by Tobey Maguire's organic stuff and that could have been written in a way that was like cringy and bad and it wasn't it felt authentic to me I love this movie's focus on science and math I I think the Uh. Doctor Strange fight is not going to be talked about enough because there's so much dope shit in this movie but the last thing I want to say because I know we're going along in the spoiler bit here but the pacing of this movie and we've all alluded to it in different ways it's just impeccable we're just there for the whole ride it does not feel as long as it is um i i saw the movie once the second time i allowed myself to go to the bathroom and there wasn't a good moment to go to the bathroom like i knew what was coming and i'm like i don't even want to miss this line of dialogue i love that my favorite parts of this movie are not the action scenes it's the talking because there's a lot of talking and it's really 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 satisfying talking so shout out to all of you you did fucking good yeah i also just want to i mean like one of the biggest achievements of this movie is not only that it managed to take what could have been a gigantic mess and I think make sense of it in a very satisfying way, but also like MCU is just so good at this and Kevin Feige and the team are so incredible at this that this is all leading into future stuff too. Like this isn't just some random kind of multiverse plot beat. Like it's all tying into everything else and to have it make sense in a way that feels um in a way that feels satisfying it's just kind of wild to me that it's like tim when you mentioned like hey it's not it's not their it's not the their fault the the other movies had a lot of problems with their writing with their character development and part of me goes well then just don't make a multiverse movie (laughs) but then like but they did it anyway and it's fucking mm-hmm. great oh and also it's leading into i mean the post credit scene of multiverse of madness getting a trailer there and getting a lot of scenes from multiverse of madness uh kevin sorry like 
now that you bring up that, let me, you can keep going. I'll I'll talk about the post oh, okay. scenes after. Um, and then uh, no, I mean I was just I was just mentioning like how incredible it is that like to do this really difficult multiverse movie to tie up a lot of loose ends to bring in a lot of messes from earlier past movies and having it feel good here because the team at Marvel just know what the hell they're doing is just such an achievement for me. Yeah, let's contrast that, right? Like you have wait, two let's go ahead, Kev. Wait, real quick, just the the post credit scene. It, like the only thing that I didn't like about the movie it was the post credit scenes. Uh, obviously like the first the first the mid credit scene like get get all of the symbiote back to where it fucking belongs. We don't want it in this universe. We don't need it. We need it. Right? The the second one, I don't like that it was a trailer. I like it was cool to watch for the first time on a big screen, but like I try to stay away as trailers uh, uh with uh, stay away from trailers as much as possible. And I kind of felt like we were robbed of a little fun moment, especially with the tone of the the end of the movie being so serious. I was hoping we would get like Hannibal Burrs on a QAnon like website, <laughs> yeah. you know, talking shit funny. about Spider Man. I thought that, like something like that is such a fun thing that they always put. And it was kind of bummer to see a trailer that I probably have to watch for work at some point, you know, instead. Yeah. I thought we were going to get a little a taste of Gwen Stacy or something like that, like a, l- a little tease of like something to come for some a little glimmer of hope for him later. See, that had been my, there was two, my hope, uh, first off, I don't mind the trailer, but I can get to that later. In terms of like what I was, I thought, if you would have asked me during the movie and then like during the, after mid credits, what I thought the end credits was going to be, I was thinking that, yeah, we would get Garfield going back to his universe and bumping into his MJ. And I I always forget it's that that she was cast. She's the woman from the HBO show I like. Shailen Woodley, something like that, right? Sure. I don't know her name. She, she was Ziggy's mom on the Nicole Kidman show. All right, cool. I nailed it. We're not worried about the name anymore. It's a show I'm thinking of. Big Little Lies. Yes. Thank you. Right. Little Big Lies. I wanted them to bump in and like him, like, yeah, open his heart up kind of thing. I thought that's what would happen. It doesn't matter. Um, and then, yeah, you know, when the rift started opening, I know I told all you guys, like, when the purple rift started opening, people started coming through. I was like, I was hopeful that we were going to get one more crazy thing. And I was hoping it was going to be Emma Stone as uh, Spider-Gwen. I was hoping she'd drop down and do something nutsy. And I know it's nuts, but I want it. Anyways, Dude. the trailer at the end I liked because I felt like this was such a big event movie. So much crazy shit's happening. And again, you get to the end of it, and I think there are so many questions about what the multiverse is, what the fuck just happened, what's going on. And I think, obviously, Marvel probably had a deal with Sony to get this at the end of it because if you're not on Disney+, Plus, you're not watching those shows, mm-hmm. you're not aware of what's going on with Wanda, you're not aware of Loki, you're not aware of uh, all this shit. Like, you put that in there. You, 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 For a lot of people, this is their first experience for a multiverse in anything going on. Yeah. What was the first thing they showed in the rip and tear of the universe? The second one was Rhino. What was the first one? The first one was Rhino, Scorpion, and then I didn't see who the third, and there might have been a fourth person. Which no, like they showed Scorpion. something before that though. I know, I know what Andy's oh, talking about. Oh, the big like the big dude with the almost, staff or whatever. Yeah, it was. yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know if I saw a staff. That would be really. I cool. saw a staff. I saw. It looked like yeah, so staff. confused. You would imagine when you guys popped. Living. I was like, what? There was a lot. Yeah, me too, Greg. A lot of people in the theater went like, oh, and I was like, I don't know what that is. Yeah, and the second that. one, I saw, yeah. I saw it, Rhino in there, and um, so I was confused with the first yeah. thing. Was. Live chat saying it was Scorpion, Rhino, Craven, and Black Cat. Right. So that was the. So there were three. Because then we see Rhino even clearer. Um, after that, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the first guy definitely had, um, you know, uh, what are the, 
the giant guys from space that we saw. In oh, looks celestial. About the celestial. Oh, they said that was Craven. They're saying that was Craven. Oh, that was Craven. No, he he definitely like he didn't have human proportions. Like his torso is way too small, and he was also massive when compared to the other ones that we see. We'll have to stay tuned we'll tonight, Kev, to, to, to find out. I want yeah. to speak on the post-credits real quick. I absolutely loved both of them. I think the Venom one is best-case scenario where after Let There Be Carnage, we were so bummed that they were doing this. I'm so happy he wasn't in this movie. It would have overcrowded it. I think that would have caused problems. Them playing it as a joke and then Kevin Feige clearly being like, we don't want this shit. This is not going to happen, I think is great. I love leaving a little bit of the symbiote that gives it a, uh origin story that we don't need to really deal with. It's fine. It came from another universe that's – that's all they need to get into. I'd even be fine if eventually Eddie Brock is in the MCU and it is Tom Hardy, just a variant, not the version mm-hmm. we saw there. I'm really excited about the potential of what this could be, especially with where we leave off with Tom Holland in the darkest place he's ever been. He is all alone and it is not a tech suit. It is just a classic Spidey suit. Adding so that cool. with the symbiote. That to me has a lot of potential that I'm really excited for. Mm-hmm. And the Doctor Strange trailer, I absolutely loved. I cannot believe we got as much as we did. I would much prefer this over just getting uh, a one little scene because we essentially got that. The scene of him walking up to Wanda uh, at, at the, the little farmhouse looking thing. like That could have just been the post credit scene. But I'm happy we got so much more around it, so much more hype. Seeing the um, Strange from What If at the end of it, it's like there is so much to theorize and think about. And the Doctor Strange will return is so epic. Um, I am not going to be surprised if they release this trailer in a couple weeks, but I also think that there's a chance that the trailer we get is going to be very different than this. And this is a post credit exclusive trailer, which I think is really cool. And this isn't the first time they've done it. It's just rare. They did this for, um, Avengers, um, leading into from captain America, first Avenger. It was a trailer for Avengers. And then, uh, Andy, what you're talking about, Ant-Man ended with a scene from civil war Mm. where he breaks open the Yeah. Yeah, wood, wood thing. Yeah, but so I loved hard. it. I thought it was hype, and especially after ending this movie with a follow up of next time, and that you hear the the vo of Cumberbatch being like the the multiverse is something you know frightening little about like all that stuff. Like this is fucking hype as hell. I just can't believe we have to wait like seven months for it now. Yeah, uh, I'm, but I'm with Kevin on this one though. I think I feel like that I I want a little Easter egg at the end of that. Um, but before we get into the plot, the one thing I wanted to just point out was that in Spider Man Three we had two villains. And two, well, actually three villains, I guess, and one Spider-Man. And it just fundamentally was horrible to watch at the end. In this movie, we have three Spider-Man and five villains and two friends that are involved in the end. Five villains and, and the Strange. looming threat of Mysterio. And Doctor Strange. And Doctor Strange. And it all just works. And I think it's because they sat down and they really found a good... an alternate way of approaching this right in that they make you care about each one of these villains not because they have to beat them but because you want you're rooting for the hero to cure the villain Mm -hmm. what a unique and weird and fun way to go about this like i you're you're not worried so much i mean you're worried for the safety of the spider-man spider-mans but you're also like hey like norman osborne we've seen him he's actually hurting he's like he needs help and Despite the fact he that he killed so that mate, it works. It's so well done. And like just kudos to the team that put this together because that is a very, very, very difficult juggling act. Mm-hmm. And it worked. And it worked. 
And and with that, uh, right before we get to ads, I just want to say, you know, being a Spider-Man fan my entire life to the level that I am, like one of the most core things to some of the best Spider-Man storylines is all the stuff we talk about, about, you know, it being equal to Peter and Spider-Man and friends and all this stuff. But in terms of his supporting cast of superheroes, Doctor Strange and Daredevil are two of the key ones that are involved in some of the dopest storylines. And to get everything you just said, plus them in any way involved in this, like, of course, if he needs a lawyer, it's going to be Matt Murdock. I just love that we're at a point as a universe and as as Hollywood movies are being made that like when we are asked a question like who should be this person in our fan minds the answer is probably gonna happen because they they know what they're doing and they built this shit out right to like allow that to be the case that when we get a fight between Doctor Strange and Spider-Man we believe in it we understand where the stakes are at mm-hmm. and it's not a fight to the death it's a fight to outsmart and we've seen both of them as heroes in their own movies with fight scenes that are tailored for them to win so i just i think they really did something special with this but before we get to the plot let me tell you about our sponsors this episode is brought to you by me undies of course anybody that listens to this show knows that i absolutely love me undies and you will rarely see me not wearing multiple articles of me undies clothing at any given time even right now i got the shirt i got the lounge pants i got the undies and i got the socks because i love covering myself in that soft micro modal fabric you can get your festive on with the new me undies holiday collection featuring classic plaids you know and love and sweater inspired prints that will quickly become favorites their undies loungewear and sleepwear are made out of soft, breathable, stretchy fabrics that are ideal for sitting fireside with loved ones and a cup of hot cocoa. You can get the family photo you've always dreamed of with matching PJ sets. They're available in sizes extra small through 4XL, and MeUndies has a little something for everyone on your list. MeUndies has a great offer for you. First-time purchasers can get 15% off and free shipping. Your days of fighting for your life in the mall parking lot are over. To get 15% off your first order, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash morning. That's MeUndies.com slash morning. Next up, shout out to Trade Coffee. Whether you're a coffee nerd or a coffee newbie, you need to hear about Trade Coffee. They want to make every cup of coffee your best ever. Trade matches you to a selection of their over 400 craft coffees, all based on how you answer their coffee quiz. They consider whether you like French press, auto brew, or even cold brew, and pair you with the perfect choice. And if you don't love it, they'll replace it with a different bag for free. Trade Coffee is awesome. It's really fun to do the quiz and, you know, just kind of learn a little bit more about the wild world of coffee that's out there for you guys right now trade is offering your first bag free and five dollars off your bundle at checkout to get yours go to drinktrade.com slash kind of funny and use promo code kind of funny take the quiz to start your journey to the perfect cup that's d-r-i-n-k-t-r-a-d-e.com slash kind of funny promo code kind of funny for your first bag free and five dollars off your bundle and this holiday season give the coffee lover in your life the gift of better coffee too Again, that's drinktrade.com slash kind of funny promo code kind of funny. Next up, shout out to Audible. This episode is sponsored by Audible, and I bet you have discerning taste and you're always looking for something new to listen to. Well, you should check out Andy Ware's Project Hail Mary on Audible. It's an interstellar science-based thriller from the best-selling author of The Martian that's skillfully performed by Ray Porter, who brings the already gripping tale to life with vibrant and witty narration. In it, a lone astronaut must save the Earth from disaster in an epic tale of discovery, speculation, and survival. It's part scientific mystery, part intergalactic journey, 
and all edge of your seat entertainment. This Audible Studios production of Project Hail Mary is a number one New York Times audio bestseller and continues to top Audible's bestseller charts and garner rave listener reviews. You don't want to miss this. Listeners are already calling it. It's the highest order of geekgasm metal. Uh, you can go to audible.com slash project Hail Mary and listen now. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash project Hail Mary. Finally, shout out to HBO Max. Tis the season to discover exclusive originals, addictive series, and award-winning performances. And you can get into the holiday spirit with Max originals like 8-Bit Christmas, a stop-motion animation extravaganza. Or, if classics are more your speed, they have you covered there too with Elf, Miracle on 34th Street, The Polar Express, Gremlins, of course, that's a Christmas movie. And if you haven't seen it in a while, it's hilarious, so go check it out. Who could have forgot everyone's favorite? A Christmas Story. HBO Max is the streaming home of over 13,000 hours of addictive series, blockbuster movies, and exclusive originals. Turn binge-worthy watching new favorites into your next holiday tradition. Uh, you guys... I've been loving HBO Max. I've been loving it a lot. There's so much fun stuff to watch, whether it's reality shows like F-Boy Island or the upcoming Matrix Revolutions. Get hyped. I can't wait to see it. Visit hbo.ax slash kfdec to start streaming on your favorite devices today. That's hbo.ax slash kfdec to start streaming on your favorite devices today. It's a kind of funny December. KFDEC. Check it out. Plot, plot. Everybody, welcome to Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, we start right where we left off, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Far From Home ended, of course, with the news report kicking over to the one and the only J.J. Jonah Jameson, uh, announcing to the world that Peter Parker was, in fact, Spider-Man. We pick up there as your logos and credits roll with the narration of the Fox News guy leading into, of course, J.J.'s reveal. And then there it is. What the fuck? But it's bleeped by a little horn or whatever. And pandemonium on the streets of New York, of course, as there's a giant group of people already on the street who just saw Spider-Man put down MJ. Uh, they immediately are right into it of just oh my god freaking out Peter looks down at MJ they're starting to surround her asking if she you know she's knows him if she's his girlfriend he just came down blah 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 he jumps down there he grabs her let's get out of here he has to push a lady away and the lady immediately is like Spider-Man push me <laughs> love it ever you saw he it, hit it me great. he hit me yeah, exactly right <laughs> the guy jumps up and grabs his leg yeah, yeah and he <laughs> fl- flails off right yeah, I, I, so this whole sequence I think was so was presented so tonally different than the way it was presented in any of the marketing material um it was way more fun and silly and i i did not expect the intro of this movie to have such a lighthearted tone even despite like what the actual um what the actual danger not really danger but just like the fact that everybody knows and everybody thinks you're a murderer and that you killed a lot of people and it was like a fun romp <laughs> and I just was not expecting that whatsoever and yet it still works because they just kind of know what to do and how to get the exact sort of percentage of funny to like you know what the threat is um what the tension is you know with with yeah. that I think it's a testament to the 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 quality of the writing of these characters for the last three movies so that when we get Zendaya J- Jacob and Tom together or even just on a cell phone together and the dialogue on script is literally dude 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 we know that means so much more than just saying the same word five times you know what yeah. i mean like the, yeah. these people are friends and we know their history and we understand that each dude means something different mm-hmm. dude indeed 
they swing up they get to the top of the bridge well first off of course uh mj's freaking out the entire time because of course we, we introduced web slinging with a partner <laughs> at the end of far from home she hated it right so her jumping off like when they they the second time they swing and she's like okay just do, let's go let's go and they jump off the bridge the look of fear on her face it's like yeah. that's acting man like she <laughs> nailed that it's such a great thing because like for me personally, as a dumb kid watching Superman over and over, Richard Donner, right? Like at no point in time did I ever think of when Superman and Lois are flying and Superman literally is, they're holding hands, like going like this, that she would just be dangling. Cause you're a kid, you're not thinking in like back in the day, I'm sure it's a superhero movie. Nobody's paying attention. And I remember when that was revealed to me, like wizard magazine or whatever, I was like, Oh my God, that's crazy. It's so fucked up then to all the spider-man movies i've ever seen all the spider-man comics i've ever read i never thought of what a fucking terrifying horrifying <laughs> experience that would be for a normal human being you know we are so used to fucking mj hugging a mannequin in spider-man one as they stiffly swing you're like oh yeah it would be it's great it's like skydiving yeah, it's yeah. Like- <laughs> it was so fucking awesome that they they yeah they uh, acknowledged that at last movie and then they continued it on here right as they go through and yeah again uh we get the dude call with ned we get everybody freaking out uh people you know the helicopter watching them uh they jump down they go into the subway almost get hit by a train another terrifying thing of course peter was in control get him over there how cool was to see that in live action him just like oh coming like right yeah yeah maneuvering down there because like we've seen that in one of the games right where you're fighting whole games lizard in the neversoft game yeah definitely Yeah, yeah yeah but it's just wild i loved it um it was awesome it was amazing uh eventually of course they you know use the subway tunnels to get back to uh the house peter's house or well apartment um as they come or they're getting they come in well where we get a thing of uh happy crying at the front door because <laughs> may is breaking off the summer fling with him it's over you know get out of here kind of thing he's like he can go longer he's you know negotiating and talking trying to stay uh in the game here with may uh of course then they hear uh mj and peter in the room they go in, they open the door. It looks like they're getting ready to get down and have sex. Uh, in fact, it's, you know, just a pandemonium of the situation right there. Uh, May makes a comment about safe sex. That it's real funny and stuff. And then Peter runs around the house, you know, webbing windows, closing things, trying to, you know, talk to them to break the news to him or to them about what's going on and divert a bit, right? Uh, but Gregor, of course, Gregor, Gregor, Gregor. yeah, sorry, Andy Cortez. Were they born, born in lambs? Now it's time to rank those ass. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. To rank those abs, a podcast within a podcast here brought to you by our sponsors. I'm your host, Nick Scarpino, alongside Andy Cortez. Andy, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling great, especially after seeing the bulk and the glow up of an already muscly and tight Tom Holland. This dude got bigger and his body is fucking chiseled. Holy shit. Now, Andy, of course, we have to ask the the, the question on everyone's lips right now. <laughs> What's... What's better, Tom Holland's abs or the terrible wig that Benedict Cumberbatch was wearing the entire oh, movie? Oh, God. What we, the fuck? Hit the Just song, buy his Andy. Hair. Okay, hold on. I have the song Is actually right wig? here. Is no, it a no, wig? I said Andy. <laughs> I don't know. Wigging out with Scarpino. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast and a podcast. Wigging Very out with Scarpino. Tones. I'm your host, Nick Scarpino, alongside my co-host, Andy Cortez. Andy, how are you feeling today? I'm I'm feeling great, Nick. Thank you for asking. Also, I I thought we would reference this when we see Benedict Cumberbatch. No, I'm sorry, I had to throw it out there because that was the problem. Was it was bad in this, and then it was somehow even worse in the trailer for the 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 new one, uh, the Horror House of Madness. Um, 
Dude, they got million. Dude, just dye his hair, bro, bro. Like, what, what are we doing? Why, do, why do we have this it, Eddie Munster Dracula wig it on? It was on particularly terrible at it first terrible. introduction. It was, and then, like later on, when the, like, it must have been a reshoot or something, because later on he's got the loose hair. The, I guess I actually have like the loose hair hanging. I was like, that looks good. Like, you know what I mean? Now, now it looks natural. Not this yeah, looks like as said. as bad as the wig. Like when when they cut back and forth for the reshoots for uh justice league or it was like ben affleck's like 20 pounds lighter and it clearly has a wig and you're like oh my god this is terrible <laughs> jacob anyway. battalone's wig's still pretty damn good well, yeah because yeah, hey, we're, we're staring born, at every scene born in labs now it's time to rank those abs i just want to give a shout out to jacob battalone for losing a staggering 102 pounds for Jeez, this role please. that's nice it, so did, yeah i forget because i remember he lost the weight but there's some shots where he he's still is he still big or did they put him in a thing to make him still look big? Where were we at with that? I think I think uh, it was the recording was in between him losing weight. Cause like looking at him in an interviews now, he's significantly Oh my god, in interviews that's the thing. Yeah. And so I, yeah. that was my thing of like I was like watching this. I'm like, he's already lost weight in the film, but I know he's you know, even lighter than anyway, anyway, yeah. Tom Holland is super buff and I know he put on a lot of bulk for Uncharted because he didn't want to look like a child next to Mark uh Wahlberg. So he he was already chiseled and cut because he's just an athlete and a gymnast and shit. And he somehow found a way to get bulkier and keep that cut sort of look. And he looks incredible. I loved the joke, though, about uh, MJ picking up the, the beard dye. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Which is fucking <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> which also, like, now that we're talking about his beard, like, holy shit, his beard in the trailer, not Terrible. the, like the uh you know strange supreme one but like him at the start of it it's just like it looks like they he dyed it jet black and then someone like was like let's Paint lower it the, it's the, the saturate yeah god it's wild it, it, like, lo it know, looks like literally move. someone took a grease pan and just painted it on him it yeah it looks like they it's very i can't wait to that like the wig didn't notice it once oh, yeah, yeah i didn't I notice the wig either that's funny uh, yeah, I, i'm not even you know i'm not even like nick i have a great hairline so i rarely look at other people's hairline it's not like one of my hang-ups uh <laughs> but like when it popped up i was like what the fuck because it looks like they painted in like the the, the widow's peak you know what yeah. i mean like it was nuts it's bad yeah. Anyway, yeah. that was it. Thank you, Greg. Anyway, hey, thank you for thank you for listening to <laughs> rank uh, rank those abs, and we're gonna like podcast. With, I'm your host, Nick Scarpino. Andy, would you like to say goodbye? Goodbye, everyone. Thank you. We'll see you next week. <laughs> I like how we had we went like three layers in, and Tim was still trying to make Tim was making a point about layer three, and Andy was like, "Nope," and pulled it all the way back up to abs. We're like, "All right, well, we're getting out of this shit now." <laughs> Just like Inception, the kick. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. That song starts playing. Um, so either in the apartment and yeah, eventually, you know, Peter's trying to talk about happy and her breaking up to then I guess either distract them or get them into it. But the TV behind them, of course, is broadcasting their actual apartment. And uh, MJ's like, Peter, and he's like, oh, shit. Like, is that our place? Yeah. And he goes over and opens the window. And yeah, you know, the world knows that I'm Spider-Man kind of thing. And so from there, uh, you know, what a damage shows up, right? Department of damage, damage control, damage shows up. And who are they led by? Secession Stewie. We all know Stewie over there oh, trying man. to get all that Royco money. And here he is, you know what I mean? But this time he works for damage. Yeah. yeah fun, fun little story here. Um, I don't know if you remember, but in 2017, after the Department of Damage Control was first shown in Homecoming, um, they That's optioned the TV show based on damage control. This is before the Disney Plus um, situation was all fully like figured out, um, didn't even exist at that point. So this would have been uh, not in the Netflix series of things, but it would have been more similar to the ABC Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. type stuff. But uh -huh. this guy was cast in that. 
Oh, man. He must have been like, I fucking missed out. And then Secession just fucking dominates. And he's like, do, 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 ding, ding. You know, that's the, that's the piano opening. A great show if you're not watching on HBO, everybody. Speaking of HBO Max, you know what I'm saying over here? Huh? A little sponsorship, but I'd, I'd say it even if it was. You know what I mean? Fuck off. What a great show. <laughs> anyway, cool. We're not sponsored by them. <laughs> what was We that? are. Oh, are we? Yeah, today we are sponsored by HBO Max. Never mind then. Thank you, HBO Max. <laughs> Tim Gaines, your punishment... Uh, wait, hold on. T- Kevin Quello, your punishment is to go watch the first t- season of Secession again, all right? And it's Excellent. no punishment at all. Just like all the great what content you'll find on HBO Max. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys know I'm watching all of The Sopranos for the first time? Mm-hmm. Oh, HBO Max. Too. Good eating. Yeah, Nick Scarpino. Uh, Greg, as a, as a person who's never watched an episode of Secession uh, all the way through and never seen the intro, is the intro from by your description? Wait, real quick. I'm the, sorry, you've never watched an episode. I've only ever watched because my my wife watched it all the time, so I come in and I sure. see like scenes of it. Yeah, like, I saw at one point Brian Cox fainted on a on a beach in the Hamptons, and I was like, that's enough sure. of the show. But by your admission, Stewie came the, in at the end of that episode. Yeah, go ahead. is mm. the intro for Succession the exact same piano lick as Mr. Belvedere? <laughs> No, this one's way more okay. dope. This one's Nick, way more intense. Does okay. this is this is a, this is an intro so good I never skip it. You know what I mean? Does it have sleigh bells in it? Does it have sleigh bells in it, Greg? No, it does not. It does not. It does. Well, Let's the piano do all the work. It does. No, it has a sleigh bell. It's just it goes ching ching. Tim, we're gonna be here forever. Tim. Ching, ching. It's so ching, good, ching. like and good that's that noise. <laughs> that's a slave. I know. I was I was listening to an NPR uh, thing about the composer that just died recently. Mozart. Uh, Mozart. No. Damn no. it, Nick. You actually know the answer to this. Come Hans on. Christian Andersen. No. Hans I, don't, I don't know. Who died? DJ XL Jokey. Uh, do with an S. Uh, anyways, one of the things he did was do with an ass. S S his name. I'll I'll try to sort it out. But like Salvatore. Wait, why are you so excited about sleigh bells? Because it just sounds so cool. I okay. like. I feel like that's one of the aspects of the intro that like it's hard to pick up on. But once you know, you're like, oh shit, that's a sleigh bell. Also, it's Christmas. Ring a ding Have some Christmas spirit. Yeah, have some I'll tell spirit. you what. Next season, I'm going to be watching. All right, when I figure out what's going on, you know, the, I don't. I almost spoiled it right there. What happened at the end of the season? You go watch this session, everybody, on HBO Max. Mm-mm-mm, what a sponsor! Uh, oh, damage <laughs> mm, shows up. Tastes great. HBO <laughs> Max. They didn't pay for any of that. By the way. Throws them all in the clink. Right? Goes. You're going. Go directly to jail don't pass go they all get locked in different rooms right and so it's the stuff from the trailer you've seen with peter right where he's like trying to explain like no i didn't kill mysterio and it's like you know the drones did the drones that were under your control and then let my friends go they have nothing to do with it right and then we jump over to mj's uh interrogation room where mj of course a very wise woman's like i'm not telling you anything i want a lawyer i'm not i know all my rights i know all the stuff playing that stuff back and forth with it there and then uh they jump to ned's room and of course ned knows none of this and just immediately starts saying all the stuff right it's like no i was this guy in the chair and i helped him beat the vulture so you're saying you're a long-time accomplice of the wanted criminal spider-man he's like you know what i would like a lawyer and 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 this this actor y'all were just mentioning um stewie stewie i like i have no reference to who this person is um andy did you know that if you were to get the great streaming platform hbo max you could watch all three seasons of secession right now commercial i I try watching episodes one through three and i was like "Ah, this doesn't work for me i'm gonna give another shot anyway so this guy i I don't know who they are, so obviously when you see them, you're like, oh, great, this person's on screen. But for me, I'm like, ah, uh, this could easily just like be really shitty. And it wasn't. So good job, Stewie guy. Good you job, were, Stewie. You were on screen. I was like, you know what? I dig this dude's characterization of whatever he's doing. It could have easily been fucking blade hand or a rip. Razor fist. Guy's? Razor fist from fucking. 
Shang-Chi. Uh, from Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. What a terrible a character. Green car. That was a bad guy. Yo, uh, real quick. I just want to give a major shout out that I keep forgetting to bring up. I was watching a behind-the-scenes uh, making-up thing for Shang-Chi, Nick. And mm-hmm. Greg, you might remember this as well. Uh, remember when we did Ultimate Fan Fights at IGN? Yeah. Yeah. And remember uh, the the director of that, like the, the guy, uh, Young Lee? Yes. His name Back Attack. He is the lead fight choreographer for Shang Chi. Oh, that's badass! That's what awesome. the actual that's shit? That's really cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Because like, like they had really good fights. <laughs> insane shit, man. Yeah, blew my mind. Anyways, back to this. Uh, Jameson S in the live chat. I need you to get me Stewie's Twitter handle and the actor, obviously. And we're gonna say he's Andy Cortez approved. That'll be a big moment for him. All right. <laughs> uh, oh, so then Marissa Tomei's there. She's like, you can't hold us forever. You gotta let us go, right? Uh, if you don't have any charges, and that's when Stewie drops it. Like, oh, what about child endangerment? Like, you Ooh. knew, <laughs> you knew you're the child. You were sworn to protect us out there punching aliens like that seems like a big problem right you should get you know, she's like oh yeah and it's great because you, you see like oh man there are a lot of i mean outside of just the sokovia accords right there is a lot of shit happening here that would be bad for everybody like man they got these guys dead to rights yeah, i want to give a shout out at, at this point in the movie because it's it's weird for us because we have not only seen every spider-man movie and every mcu movie and talked about them for hours and hours and hours so we have an expectation of like how mcu movies function and work and like just the the format of them all right i think this movie really does a good job of for as packed as it is with characters and plot and multiverse and insanity of trying to function if you've never seen a single movie before in in these worlds and you just watched this things like building the relationship uh with these lines of dialogue with aunt may and peter of like you're like his mother and blah 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 and like things like that um and they do it for all the villains too it's especially watching it twice i'm like i'm really impressed with how standalone this movie is for how i would have never thought i'd give it that compliment going into it uh, real quick, it, it, Avery has never seen. I don't think she's seen any of the Spider-Man movies beforehand. Great, that'll yeah. be a test so tonight. We, we, yeah, that, I'm very interested to see how that goes. I think it is set up in, uh, in a way to uh, help with that structure. Also, uh, in the chat, somebody said it's Steven Sondheim. That's who I was thinking of. Oh, Steven Sondheim. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's that sad. sucks. Uh, Greg, I went well, ahead and sent you. Yeah, that's Mozart. Okay, uh, so and then yeah, Shopin, thank you, Shopin. thank you, Kevin. You, Kevin, you, and Z Pole Six Gaming got me uh, Arian's uh, uh, Twitter here. So I'm saying good news, Arian Moyed, or probably Moyed. Your 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 hashtag Spider Man performance. Well, I put the wrong your. Your hashtag Spider Man performance is at the Andy Cortez approved. We're trying to get him <laughs> to watch the session. Heart hashtag in review. All right, so that's going out right now. <laughs> so many things go. in there that don't need to be there. I followed him. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Is he active on here? Is he active? Is he an Everyone. I want to let you know I miss Greg. I, I truly, more than anything, miss Greg Miller. <laughs> but I questioned that when last night this movie is about to start. The credits have finished. We just watched the Dolby Atmos. Yes, the projector is still on thing or Dolby Vision. Okay. Then we get to see freaking um, Nicole Kidman do whatever the fuck it is Nicole Kidman's I doing. It's creepy as shit. And I just hear Greg Miller say something to Andy and then just start fucking wheezing. <laughs> and Gia looks at me and she goes like, what, what did he do? And I literally was like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking What did I do? Yeah, it's so, it's so- well, Greg leaned over to me and said, he goes, he goes, wow, they've been making these movies for a hundred years. You believe that? Or something like that? <laughs> yeah, I 
it was at the that's what it was the AFC <laughs> thing you know that god they show me so many fucking i'm already in i already bought the damn ticket and i i understand you're the fucking amc movie theater then they're like you know like yeah, yeah 100 years of making celebrating the 100 comes up and i'm sitting there going they, movies that you've been around 100 years brother and then it comes up like 1921 was 100 years ago fucking shit and i lean over to andy i'm like can you believe motion pictures been going on 100 years because you know how it is we all think it's like 2000 right it's got in your head it's like perpetually maybe maybe 2010 and so like you sit there like there wasn't they weren't doing talkies and silent pictures back then on you fucked it 100 years ago these motherfuckers they sure were uh i there there was we went to sit down yesterday at the movie theater and andy like we all got seats and andy very dramatically was like i'm saving this one miller asked me to hold a seat for him and i looked at him and i was just like like you know what? Like I didn't say. Is that what you want? Like, no, yeah, it was just one of those things. Like you know why he wants to sit next to you? You know. I will say it's, I was upset I didn't get to sit next to Greg. I sat next to Greg during Spider-Man: he was Homecoming, -faced the and it was a very, time. very special crying. experience for me. Ah, he's stone-faced like this. We should. You know, I mean, it's something we got to talk about ahead of time. You know what I mean? I knew that I had to pee. I knew the line was. We haven't even talked about this yet. All right, oh, we're not God. at the Metreon, oh, right? A three thirty p.m. showing of Spider-Man, the first Way one, right? Early. We get there, we come up the escalator, we get there. The line is outrageous, rapping, and I'm like, "Oh, this is the concession line. Fuck, I can forego the popcorn." No, this was the ticket taking line. Mm -hmm. We got in this giant fucking line, and it was that thing where it's like, we got in at three ten. The movie starts at three thirty, and everybody's checking their watches over because it's just not moving. Kevin, of course, being Kevin, goes to the front of the line just to find out, like, are you going to hold the movie because you guys can't figure out how to take tickets? Ridiculous. Eventually, they open up a second line, but it took forever. It was terrifying. Well, so that's when I was already high alert. I had to pee. All I wanted was a fucking water out of the concessions. I was dying of thirst. You know what I mean? I had to get – I asked Blessing and Gia to get me one. They both got me waters because they're great friends. You know what I mean? And then I was just panicking. And so, yeah, I, I, I saw Andy there in his awesome jean jacket, and I was like, Andy, save me a seat. Nobody else wants to even talk to me. Uh, you know what I mean? Everybody's mad. I've been gone for three months. I got all this energy pent up. The first person I talked to, I was like, "Oh, Greg's here. I'll talk to you." My, we, did you guys notice also the projector was off, like its access? Yeah. That oh, yeah, I noticed the shit out of me to the point where during the previews, I was like, and I looked at Barrett, and Barrett was like, "I was like, I'll be right back." And I went to, I went to the con, like, the did concierge. you really? I went to guest services. And I said, "Your projector's off. You need to have your projection. Let's take a look at it because it's got, it's got ghosting on the right, on the top and the." It the got right fixed. Side. It got fixed during it. It did not. Towards the end? end, yeah. Towards the end, it Wait, finally yeah. fucking evened out. We're oh, getting wow. way into the goddamn weeks on this, but I thank yeah, you, Nick. Yeah, thank you for your service. I was like, this is gonna bug the hell out of me the whole time. Wow, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad we're talking about this, yeah, because we're at the Dolby, which I, is the you know the black the blacks are so black and the thing is on. And, I, and Nick noticed that the camera was off tilt. I didn't see that because I'm more of an audiophile. <laughs> but me and Andy both noticed it was too loud. Why oh, are they playing this movie it's so loud? Can we just enjoy loud. ourselves here? You know what I mean? I'm trying to have a nice night out. I got fucking screaming. <laughs> you wanted to, you know what? While we're at, while we're on this point, my cherry didn't recline. <laughs> Wait, really? Wait, yeah, hold on. Now that we've chairs. gotten to this point, oh, my God. chair, my chair didn't recline. And do you know what me and one Anthony Carboni did? Hmm. You laid on each we, other's lap because he was like, "It's this is weird. Like it's not reclining." I That's was like, "I bet you, did. I oh bet you, God. it's unplugged." So what we did is I put a huge flash my phone out, turned the flashlight on. We looked behind the seat, and sure enough, it was unplugged. What had happened is that the wire at some point got stuck between the mechanism mm -hmm. and the uh, the chair. So what mm -hmm. we had to do is lift up the chair 
while Anthony put all his weight on to grab the cable to pull it out of where it was stepped on, pulled it out, we plugged it in, we were comfortable the entire time. Damn, what I was ride. not. I was sitting up like an old man, just sitting up on my porch, <laughs> watching kids play on my grass, just angry at it. Although I feel, I, I swear to God, I thought it was a 4D experience because my sh seat shook like crazy during some of the subwoofer parts. It's the best. I love it. Continue, Greg. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we still talking about this movie? Jesus. <laughs> so, okay, so then it's like, yeah, you know, all these horrible things we're going to do, right? Um, and so then it's like, okay, cool. Then they go home. And this is where uh, they're talking on the kitchen table about it, right? And this is where Matt Murdock's introduced. And he's there and it's like, everybody's like, yeah, Matt fucking Murdock, yeah. And yeah. he's like, yeah, you know, don't worry about it. And like, this is what's happening. And he's like, uh, you know, and then he gets the phone, he gets off the phone, I guess, when he comes. Like, good news, they're dropping the charges against you, Peter. You know what I mean? They, they can't prove that you killed Mysterio. I was, so, I was so stunned by all of this that I blinked and suddenly they weren't in trouble with the law anymore. <laughs> and I was so confused by it. <laughs> like they're suddenly back in school, and I was like, "Oh, so th like they're totally good." Is that what Matt okay. Murdock was talking about? Because fuck, I was just so surprised to even see him on screen. I've never seen Andy like when Matt Murdock first came out. It was about three seconds later when it hit him <laughs> what was happening. He looked at me, and I swear to God, he went like this. <laughs> Like, this is the most <laughs> shock of, like, he just did not see this coming. Well, Greg didn't make a reaction. I didn't know that this shit leaked apparently two months ago. So I was, like, expecting Greg to do something. I was, like, did you know about this? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. And I was, like, like it's not okay. And that's why okay I decided to look at Tim and be, like, this is crazy. <laughs> what the, the fuck? This is the first time where the auditorium, like, audibly pops. Like, it, yeah. people and, cheer. And by the way, and, like, it was, like, it's the way it was shot, too. Where you yeah. see them all on the couch, and you see his hand with the the stick come in first, mm -hmm. and I was like, "No effing yeah. way!" And then he it's, sits down, and you're like, "Good, good for you, good God, for them." This, they just, they're so good at this, man. It's so and I love the line too, where he's like, "How did you catch that break?" He's like, "I'm a really good lawyer." Yeah, I was gonna get to that. I love <laughs> that when great. it comes to. Cool. But yeah, he's because he, he sits there and he tells, "All right, good, you're fine, Peter. Everything's great for you. Uh, happy. You fucked up a lot of shit though. They they are gonna come looking into you. You you need a really good lawyer." And blah blah. They talk a little bit longer, and yeah, brick through the window. How'd you catch it? I'm really. It's good. one of those Sorry. things where I I love the fanfare of this, I, it, but it makes no sense. Happy is still doesn't he still work for Stark? Isn't yeah. Stark Industries a multi-trillion dollar company? Don't they have lawyers? Wouldn't you just be able to call Pepper and be they, like, I need it? Well, like, he's not He's not his lawyer. He's just there. And that's when he's like, they're not dropping the charges against you. You're, you got to look into your thing. And it, it's I just also like that, a quick call to Pepper would have been like, let's 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 get this situated out. Well, he also I'm, stole I'm, Stark Tech, which I thought was a I, weird I don't device. think he stole Stark Tech. I think that, that uh, Tony left it at his at place. At his house? Yeah. Because mm. yeah, yeah, I took it as it's a misattributed thing right yeah. that yeah Got he it. just he's yeah. he's because when peter walks in and goes oh happy i didn't take it as like oh yeah. happy you're stealing it's like oh happy you idiot this is what they're yeah. talking about this is the missing thing that harold ready. yeah we finally Harold. got his name said Harold. The, uh, <laughs> the the room that we'll later see it in is totally like an unfinished room that like equivalent to a basement like condos don't usually have them so it's weird mm -hmm. uh but like i definitely don't think that's something he did on purpose i yeah, i think I that know. all of that is I'm sure it's cleared up by the point we see him later because, like, it doesn't seem like he's... Yeah, he's not worried about it, right? Yeah. It doesn't seem like it's a thing. Well, that was the thing that would... Wasn't, didn't the jet blow up that that was in, though, in the prior movie? Didn't the jet... No, oh, yeah, I think there's I'm, multiple. I'm saying, there's multiple. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that, like, yeah, Tony my re gave my, him that place. Oh, and, I like, thought my read on it was, like... It might have been Tony's place. 
that it was the, like left over from the jet explosion. He just had it chipped to his place or something like that because it looked like it was all dirty and shit too. But I could be wrong. That must have been no, that I, like, could I have been from the construction of the room yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, it was just dirty. Um, and that's it, Matt Murdock. Great, thank you. You're back, MCU. That's fantastic. Um, and so then it's uh oh, the the window gets smashed there, and that's when Peter's like, it isn't safe to be here. Like we can't. There mm-hmm. maybe May says that I forget, but they they're like, we can't be here. Happy invites them over to his place. We get the introduction of his amazing uh electronic locks and all his little security systems and whatever. Uh, they come in. Uh, they get set up there. Um. Uh, oh, and then the the arm that we love, the dunce arm from Iron mm-hmm. Man, is not is living with Happy. That's great. Yeah, love yeah. it. Um, is that, do we think that's Happy's like permanent place of living? Residence. I think. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I did. I did think that. Because yeah. he called uh, it the oasis of something. I I thought it was like a little getaway that they used. Oh, I yeah. think it's just how you introduce your place. He inter- he introduces his place to people who are staying with him. It's like when Greg calls his place the fuck pad. Yeah, Jesus, I do call it that. Jesus Christ. I, every night I'm like, Nick, you coming to the FB tonight? <laughs> You're clear for landing at the fuck pad. Nick, come on in. I hate everything. I'm sorry. Everything about that interaction. Absolutely. That was inappropriate. Yeah. I got nothing. How was that, that was inappropriate? Like, We're having a great time here. That was like a blowy mm. moment, you know? Oh, then nothing will be don't do this don't, don't do this don't be like i'm embarrassed so now let me try <laughs> let to remind andy and... about embarrassing moment i gotta drag andy into this to share <laughs> i'll tell really you what know. nick and uh, nick don't worry it's not gonna go where you think it's gonna go all right i'm a professional nick had one of the funniest decides in our i don't know 16 years of 15 years of being friend, acquaintances knowing of each other right he's had one of the funniest fucking asides i sh- and, he, and then everybody at the table wanted him to repeat it and he's like i will not repeat that i first thing i did when i got home was tell jen that story <laughs> i was like oh, you gotta hear this you gotta hear this shit nick did last night no Anyways, worries back Jim, you haven't missed any of the plot <laughs> <laughs> so they, they, you know, we, we got him into the apartment so we're in happy's apartment uh this is when he call we get the conversation between him and mj uh this is where happy's got the sleep apnea machine on over there right uh and it's a, talking about this and you know it's the thing we've seen from the trailers right are you relieved uh that your identity's out there he's like you know happy is the only time things have felt normal was the one week where you knew because everyone who matters in my life knew that i was spider-man and now that's over or whatever so they're going back to school tomorrow uh this is, of course, uh, ended by happy. Of course, be like, we get it. You like each other. Hang up. I gotta, I gotta get my eight hours or whatever. <laughs> Real funny stuff there. Um, then it's the time to go to school, and so now we're over at school, everybody. And uh, Betty is out. Betty Brant is there. I guess she COVID. Maybe she was. She's also filming a great HBO show that you can watch on HBO Max mm-hmm. <laughs> called The Mayor of Easttown. Uh, fantastic. Kate Winslet's in it. Loved it. It's all done. You can watch it all right now on HBO Max. Mm-mm-mm, good content. Uh, she's <laughs> green screened into this where she's filmed, and I thought it was very. Uh, it, it maybe it, movies have come so far, and especially on a Dolby HD 19K screen. You can just tell when it's not the same thing. Anyway, so she's there. They're doing coverage of senior year. Uh, of course, the you know Peter Parker coming to school in this. There's people everywhere. And there's you know there's pro Spider Man people. There's anti Spider Man people there. It's pandemonium. And so here it is. Uh, Peter and MJ and Ned and Flash approaching. Flash, of course, pimps his book that he wrote about how he's P- uh, Spider Man's best friend. Uh, on a pr- yeah, they come Flash in- was just like just continues to disappoint, like. The lines that they're giving him, the the okay. I just I'm I'm I feel like I'm pity laughing at a lot of what's happening. Like I want I want it to be funny, but it's just not it's not working for me. It's just not working for me. The Flash. funny thing about Flash is, I would love to talk to the director and the writers here because they you talk about the editing room floor. They if in No Way Home leave. Oh no, I'm sorry. In uh, uh, Far From Home, there's a whole subplot there 
that he's just in like a horrible family situation. Yeah. That his yeah. like you know, him texting his mom when Peter's looking around with Edith of just like talking about his father and how they're in a bad way mm-hmm. when he gets there and then like the chauffeur picks him up and he they leave it of like mother couldn't come and he's like no and it's like this weird played for a laugh weird thing in there but it's like I feel bad for Flash and then in this movie when he shows up and like my team and, he, and he's like oh shit you guys didn't get in or whatever and then he still does the defense mechanism I'm gonna be an asshole about it but there is a thing of like I'm sorry and he leaves like. I feel bad for Flash. I just feel like I just feel like the 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 character growth that we're seeing like could have been done in maybe one and a half to two movies, but like it's been three movies and we're still kind of we haven't moved a whole lot in terms of what he exactly is to these people. Um, And I guess I did get a I did get a bit of a chuckle out of the. all right, you're gonna tell people that I'm your friend, though. That's like that's the rules or whatever. Well, like you have to swing me around, tell people that I'm your friend. So I did get a chuckle there, but a lot of the other deliveries that he has, I just like, I, I'm just not feeling it. I I just like the, I like that character because they kind of set it up like they're gonna kind of throw you for a loop with the expectations of him, and then he just goes right back to who he is. Because there's that one moment where he we get his reaction to Peter Parker mm-hmm. being Spider Man, and he goes, oh, and you think, oh my god, he's going to like reform. And I think he really, yells really, no. He's like he says no, yeah, yeah. When when like, Spider Man like yeah, it was the subway thing. Yeah, I, MJ I it. jumped yeah. down. He's like no. <laughs> But like, but like, but like, you think, oh my God, he's gonna like learn from this, right? There's gonna be some reaction that's positive from this. And the next scene, he is like pimping a book that he wrote about being Spider-Man's best friend, which race. is called it's Flashpoint. Little... It's Flashpoint. like, all right, MCU. Which, by like, the way, you don't come need to on. own that. <laughs> that's got to be a dig, right? Is that got to yeah, be a 100%. dig somewhere? To like them bringing in the multiverse and resetting things? Nah, okay, whatever. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, it, uh, it totally is. They all get in, uh, you know, and there's, you know, they, they they stop MJ or whatever, and Peter tries to hang back, for, like, you got to get inside the fucking building, dude. This is all about you. He gets in there where we run into the three teachers, uh, the gym teacher, uh, the science teacher. I didn't, I didn't love this scene. And then the guy from Curb Your Enthusiasm. I liked I it a lot, too. Well, I liked it because it was this was their their dash for this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This was them in this movie. I, I, I thought they were overused in uh, Far From Home. To to its detriment, to in, in a way. Uh, so I like that this was a more re- reserved. Here they are. They made this tro- or one of them made the trophy case, right? And worked mm-hmm. all. I love the whole Hannibal Burst thing. Is like I, he's a conspiracy theorist. Like you killed Mister. I know who you are. And like no, no, no. Listen, <laughs> no, no, listen, no, no, no. Yeah. And if you want, swing to class, climb on the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I'm like, I know it's crazy in the hallways. Go do it. Uh, eventually, Peter leaves them. Walks in the hall. Everybody's filming him now because he's you know sideshow and this is the biggest story in the world, right? Um, and so he's going, and then I forget what we get in more school stuff, if anything. But we're oh, we then go to the roof, the roof. Uh, where him and MJ are up there reading the newspaper. Of course, this is the where you know they're hypothesizing the newspaper that he has other abilities, like being able to control women or whatever. Uh, yes, my Spider yeah, Master, my Spider Master. Yeah, uh, and so this is you know him being like, I can't wait to get out of here, right? You know, we're going to MIT. You know, it'll be a fresh start. Ned will be there. It's going to be great. Everything, Ned's up there already too, which is fantastic. I loved him third wheeling throughout this, but not being like an annoying <sighs> third wheel, just being in a totally, totally. oblivious. He interrupts that like that kiss moment they were gonna have, and he's. I'm sure that it was very annoying. 
Sure, but it's like everybody loves Ned, so you can't get mad about it. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Uh, and so, yeah, you know, hands in. We're going to do this thing, blah, blah, blah. Um, then is this when college letters start coming in? Or, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And yeah. so it, they're rejections. They're rejection after rejection uh, because, of course, nobody wants Spider-Man and his crazy friends showing up and bringing the vulture and all sorts of shit down in their school. Uh, when they finally get down to having the MIT one, the last one, this is their last chance, and it's also like their number one school. They all go to the donut shop uh, MJ works at. Uh, and open them together and find out in fact they did not get in and it is of course because in light of recent uh, controversies and events because of course spider-man is a big problem right now and so uh they start really thought, i really thought we were going to get a little fake out that mj actually did get in i thought they were going to do like yeah, but she it, just like didn't want them to feel bad i thought they were going to lean towards something mm-hmm. like that but it, I, it I, makes I, a lot more sense for him to have to uh, to have that redemption of getting them all back into mit uh instead say- of it really felt like the the framing of it was implying that one of them had gotten in and it, yeah. it was an interesting choice. Uh, so yeah, you know, MJ doesn't regret anything. She tears up her letter. She would do it all over again. Uh, Ned doesn't regret anything either. Tears his up and he's like, oh shit, well, I got to show this to my, my parents, right? And he leaves, leaving Peter to be like, I got great friends, but I've kind of fucked up their entire life. How can I fix this? At which point it already happened, I guess. MJ got yelled at by her boss to take down the Halloween decorations that somebody else was supposed to have done. So Peter looks up at them and sees uh, the little Dracula, who, again, looks just like Doctor Strange, especially in this terrible wig with the terrible thing. And he's like, (gasps) and so from there we go to the Sanctum Santorum, uh, where Peter shows up. Uh, The doors open automatically because they are uh, electronic. And then inside, it turns out they left a portal open to uh, Winona, Minnesota. And so there's all this snow in there and stuff. And so there's some two clowns there. I don't know. Definitely Siberia. They're pledges. Yeah. They're pledges. Weird. I have to watch the, it again. I have to watch it again. The yeah. the pledges that are there, odd choice, odd choice to have two random people just hanging out there. I get that. Like I thought they were like ghouls. They didn't say anything, and they were kind of stoic. I was like, <laughs> no, but in the past, I would love like, it if Nick was like, I thought they were some like uh, some weird like you know humanoid creatures. Well, like they, no, they no, were just it humans. Was, <laughs> it was weird. Normal they, people. Dude. You literally have like a reference to a vampire. Then we come there, and these two like really slow moving zombie like <laughs> characters. It's like, are they ghouls? Are they vampires? Like minion? <laughs> Um, so yeah, he gets there, uh, you know, Dr. Strange comes down. It's all stuff we've seen from the trailer ride of like, all right, cool. What's up? Blah, blah, blah. You can call me. You don't have to be so official. All right. Steven still feels weird. Uh, and then, but it is different from what we had seen before, right? Where, uh, Wong shows up and is getting ready to leave and do his thing. And it turns out he's now Sorcerer Supreme because of, due to a technicality, Dr. Strange is talking about because of course he was blipped for five years. Um, so Wong's going to go off and do his thing. Uh, they're talking about about this they go back and forth and i i you know i can't i don't have the time stone i can't rewind time even if i wanted to but i could you know, cast a spell and make everybody forget wong's like don't do that but it's not like the trailers where he was like don't fucking do it it was like don't do uh, just don't let me know about it or whatever because they he, he has a great strange has a great line of like do you remember the whatever party of whatever no exactly <laughs> i like that montage I, I, I love really... the trailer changes. Uh, me like too. The, the amount of lines that I was always like, I don't like that in the trailer. They they fixed the the majority of them. Some of the jokes were still the jokes, but in terms of plot stuff, I thought they did a really good job of of Wong telling him don't do it and having him wink. I was like, I hate that, and it wasn't in this, which was really good. Yeah. Um, and also the line that I was really stuck on, which is the in other universes, Spider Man kills them all, and I'm like, no, he doesn't. And in this, they didn't have that right. line because he right. didn't. So good job. Uh, I didn't. I felt like something was weird about the the relationship that they had there. It didn't seem like it seemed like Wong and Strange. Yeah, it just didn't seem like they they were as friendly as they have been. 
and his like don't let me well, know you become about roommates it. for so long you're just kind of like this ships guy. two ships passing yeah. the night yeah. um I, and I just feel like when he's like fading away, like the the look they give each other seems like there's more going on there. I'm very curious to see what we get from Doctor Strange, the mm. the multiverse madness. Well, also interesting that like it doesn't revert back to uh, Doctor Strange. Like you would think you you want to have it's the most powerful wizard. Are they saying that uh, Wong, Wong is more powerful as a wizard than Doctor Strange? Because that. I feel like that'd be surprising. I think more they like are. Title. More like a title. I imagine that in that time, Wait, it's he, not. His, yeah. his powers raised. You think so? Five years, a lot of time. Especially like yeah, if they like needed he's, a... Hey, he's fighting uh, Hulkling or whatever, the, the uh, abomination. abomination. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, in, in the chat right now, Greg Spencer says, so Wong became Sorcerer Supreme and he spends his free time in an underground fighting ring. Hell right? yeah, he it, does. Do whatever it's in, it's interesting. Like, I, I, I don't know... Like I'm definitely curious about that, and I'm found find it a little bit shocking that he's still the Sorcerer Supreme. Well, I think a more interesting thing there isn't the Abomination part, but it's like the end of Shang Chi, where he like brings them in and like uh, is looking into the Ten Rings themselves. Like I, I think Wong's gotten major promotions where like he's clearly in control of stuff. The Abomination thing is one yeah. of the weirder plot threads that we're clearly going to get more in She Hulk, mm-hmm. but right. um, like Wong is in control of whatever situation that is. Mm-hmm. They have the conversation, though. Uh, we can make them forget. We can do the thing. And then they go into the Sanctum Santorum uh, spell room. At this point, I'm going to toss it to Nick Scarpino because if you remember, I'm still on paternity leave and I am needed momentarily. But I will return. The Sanctum. Greg Miller will return. Yeah. So they go to the Sanctum Santorum and they're like, listen, we're going to cast this spell. Now, anyone with a rational mind would have been like, Get, walk me through What are the rules? What are the rules? Yeah. yeah. What's happening here, Doctor Strange? But Doctor Strange apparently was late for an appointment at his doctor's office or something like that because he was like, well, we got to just get this yeah. massively world-changing spell over with. A little I, bit I of a leap in logic there. He was acting a little bit goofy the entire time. And again, it was weird. It was I, weird. like, go ahead. But my thing is, I feel like it's actually really in line with not what we think Doctor Strange is, but how they portrayed Doctor Strange in these movies, specifically with his first movie. Like, uh, I, I I know all of us are kind of like, oh yeah, he's really arrogant, just like Tony Stark. It's a different type of arrogance than Tony Stark has. And I think that mm-hmm. um, it is consistent with his characterization in these movies for him to act the way he does. When you take out the wink and you take out a lot of the trailer elements, mm-hmm. specifically when you get to the end of this, like his kind of... Um, antagonistic relationship with peter throughout this entire thing and like the use of uh call me sir don't call me sir like all that stuff when we get to the end and it is those final moments strange is on the top of the statue of liberty still looking at peter being like yo you did this you fucked this up like he's being so mean but then it immediately cuts back like when he he's like everyone that loves you where we are all going to to not remember Mm. who you are it's like i thought that that to me made everything he does in this movie work a lot better yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, I for sure I think, he's an antagonist to this. Yeah. <laughs> like he but, fucked up. He should not. Yeah, have done this. I, I think that like that certainly is a moment that's really well acted and hits really strong. But I do think that his behavior is like he's he's an intelligent person that, under, that understands that magic isn't something that's normal. Like it would make sense for him to explain stuff. Um, but like, there's also weird behavior with like he can make a spell and be like, okay. I know now that Ned and MJ probably shouldn't be included. And also, I'll take myself out of it. Like, yeah. that isn't something that is, w- like, not within his power. 
So yeah. it is weird that he d- didn't do any of that. I, I think a lot of it is it, we know what type of personality he is just based on like the origin movie of Doctor Strange. But he also just doesn't really ever interact with children a whole lot. And Peter well, Parker is largely he's a he's, like, he's a child. child. Yeah. yeah, he's he's still a child. And like it, that that sort of thing and irresponsibility that he sort of brings isn't something that he's super used to, especially in a place like the Sanctum Santorum. And so for for him to be like, hey, here's a spell I've done a lot before. Sure, it's risky, but whatever. Like, I've done it a bunch. And even Benedict Wong's like, okay, go for it. Like, just make sure you don't fuck it up. And it doesn't seem like a huge deal. But then all of the irresponsibility and all of the sort of, um, I guess, uh, the the maturity that's lacking there from Peter Parker and being like, oh, wait, but me too. Oh, oh, and then them too. And then all the, and then it's just kind of like, fuck, I'm frustrated with this kid. Shut up. Like, I don't think he intends to be uh, this sort of like malicious, annoyed person, but Peter's just kind of way of being this young, naive kid kind of brings it out in him. Uh, I think with that too, uh, sorry, real quick, I just want to say that uh, I think the theme of this movie is really revolving around help and different ideas around help of what that means of helping others of asking for help and clearly like a uh, part of the the conflict here is strange be like you didn't ask for help for this thing for the uh, the uh, college admissions <laughs> thing and i like that because i feel like it all is just a bunch of layers of having you know ned and zendaya be there with him as the the helping friends and him kind of being willing to allow them to help him be spider-man and it, there's, it's just backed up in a lot of ways that i thought they did a good job with uh, mm-hmm. that really started with this scene that was a fantastic moment, though, to get to the end of it and be like, hold the fuck on. Yeah. <laughs> like, you didn't even bother but, trying to go and try to clear this up. That's a great, again, like, but he an, also said a, a just, it just, it's the, the sort of impatience, the, the impatientness. Is that a word that I'm trying to say? Yeah, the level sense, of impatience sure. just keeps on stacking yeah. <laughs> with Peter. And I just, I love that it kind of ends there and they kick him out and like, God, oh, this fucking kid is so annoying. Yeah, go try to but solve when a problem. He did, go ahead. I was going to, sorry, when he did say that, I was like, wait, can you do that? Like that that's an option you could be like hey college like no like look at it well again. i was an avenger well, maybe for, you know like. yeah i mean i think i think the the opportunity there was like or, or rather the the what he was implying was you should exercise a few other options potentially first before we decide to cast this potentially world destroying spell but again that's on dr strange for not setting that out you know it's like mm-hmm. Why didn't you lay the like the the reality out to this kid? Either way, he goes, okay, I'm gonna go do just that, and he remembers that Flash was going to this uh, initiation or that initiation party, a uh, mixer, this like uh, what do they call him? It doesn't matter. Uh, over at MIT, mixer, and he's like, fine. oh, that's great. So he calls and he says, you gotta get me, you gotta put me in touch with this person. And he says, well, she is not here anymore. She had to leave early for the airport. She's on her way to one of the airports, I guess JFK or whatever. And he goes, cool, I'll meet her on the bridge. Uh, so he prepares to do that. And as he finds her car, he taps on her window, says, hi, I'm Peter Parker. And they start talking. And she's like, you did not practice this at all. And I love that his suit's wrinkled because he was wearing it underneath the spider suit. Uh, very, very fun moment there. And then, of course, uh, the scene is interrupted by the first of the big baddies who has come from the multiverse, Dr. Octavius Octopus. Otto Octavius, mm-hmm. Dr. Otto Octavius. And man, let me tell you, they included a lot in this and they cut a lot out from the trailers. And I really, really, really wish they cut the fake laughing part out because when they uh, learn his name yeah. and they fake laugh, I fucking so hate dumb. that part. That, was a that bad is one moment. of the only cringy moments of this movie for me. There was uh, this, another the Scooby Doo moment too, where it's like that the doesn't play at all. Yeah, it didn't work. Like, um, 
they fight great fight scene i think great another bridge fight scene a little bit of homage every time spider-man's on a bridge uh he saves her and she's got just a banger of one she's like you that was a very bad thing you did <laughs> like she starts scolding uh Otto. um and then don't want to get don't want to get too into the details because there's not like that, that much i think we need to break down but i thought Thanos, dude, of course yeah i thought this was an excellent choreographed scene i thought the the tension was there um in terms of the car and especially having this one person to focus on knowing she was stuck in this car um i love the idea of the nanotech the, wow the, all, shit. <laughs> all that stuff they did the way that it when when peter ends up taking over control of the arms so like cool. that was a theater like moment of like oh fuck that's really cool and i love that because we didn't see that coming uh but i really loved the iron spider with the forearms versus doc ock with the arms like mm -hmm. god cool comic book come to life shit well of yeah. course he gets he gets super angry and he's like i'm gonna tear, tear your girlfriend from a piece from piece he's like what did you just say and then yeah, and, and then the, the spider arms, arms come out, come out yeah. and it's like oh Shit. I wish they were better utilized. I kind of feel for a lot of the time they were just kind of just hanging there. And they were um, blocking though. He was like parrying and blocking yeah, the blows. But like cool. those shots were like really wide shots. Like I kind of wish we had a little bit more of a close up on certain parts. And also I wish mm -hmm. that they were maybe blocking and like pushing them away in a way that we like we could see it more. Mm -hmm. but it's uh, still course, i mean it's really cool <laughs> yeah. yeah super cool scene of course uh doc ock gets the better of him before the nanotech goes on there uh rips his chest off the nanotech goes to him and then he takes his mask off. The, the the mask goes to the chest so he doesn't get stabbed rather so cool. uh, and that's where he realizes this is not my peter and he's like who the heck are you and then peter uh, uses that opportunity to overtake his suit with a nanotech hack into it uh and and, and control the arms uh which he, which he uses <laughs> then to save i love the, that it just uh, works like bluetooth <laughs> Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> uh, so then they take him back to the Sanctum Sanctorium, uh, which he gets locked up with Doctor. I think Doctor Strange comes in, like zaps him back to he, the, the Sanctum Sanctorium, right? Yeah. Now, what's what's so up. cool about this scene though is playing with our expectations of as an audience, where Goblin's coming in, throws the bomb, and the camera starts going to him, and it cuts like right before he gets there, and we're putting. It is such a nice kind of build up and release of just like we're not giving you it quite yet, motherfuckers. Right. Uh, well, um, I mean, it's it's not even a cut though. It's literally the um, the you know, the sling ring that it's, they create. It's like a, it's like a it's almost through. like a wipe. It's a wipe, it's yeah. <laughs> but with, with the character staying where it is, really cool choice to do that as a transition. Oh my god! There he is, is this little the new one, yeah. little Toretto. Look at just we're calling him. Audio listeners, you're missing out on a gem yeah, right now. Oh, a new a puppy dog. that Tim just got. Totes my goats. Uh, over at the Sanctum Sanctorum, uh, I think this is where Hot they get it. They get it laid out where he's like, you got to go find yeah. these things, right? Um, and then the movie becomes fucking Pokemon. Here I am, like, there's no way. There's no way I can enjoy this anymore. They're like, the plot is you're out there. You're fucking hunting down right. the villains from the multiverse. One shot, I'll take them in. I'm like, this is amazing. Amazing. Uh, great little line here from MJ where he's like I, I really screwed up. I tried to cast the spell to make everyone forget and it screwed up the whole world and she just lays it out for him. She's like, why don't you just like next time, I'm not saying you did the wrong thing, but maybe beforehand come to me and, and your friend Ned who you trust and let's brainstorm a couple solutions before you decide to cast a potentially world ending spell. And she's so like, rational about it. It's yeah. great. And he's like, duly noted, I will absolutely do that for you. And I and mind you, I think they end up relying on each other for the rest of the time. Um, from here, I he tells think, Ned, and Ned's just like, yeah, it's cool. I cool. really don't care. Yeah. <laughs> um, Downs, I think they catch the lizard also. Oh, no, the lizard's out. In the, they already uh, have him. He, they already uh, have him, right? Strange had a cut on his face and right. talked about feeling an otherworldly presence. I'm glad we didn't have to see that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, this okay. is yeah. this is so, I don't think the lizard needed to be in this. Like no. he, yeah, but they, it was they, 
I, I don't know. Cool. Lizard and Sandman to me felt like they. I mean, Sandman we got closure with, kind of. I guess they they like cured him. I don't know that he wanted to get cured, being yeah, that he's been I'm, Sandman for maybe fifteen years. That's uh, the tough one is that the Lizard and Sandman both had sort of closure, right? Like Lizard was yeah. was cured. Lizard he was didn't cured. Die. Yeah. And well, so having Sandman was sort of like cool at the end. He's like, "Hey, man, I'm cool. I'm not going to rob anything anymore. Like, see you later." The one thing that I've been thinking about a lot is Electro because yeah. Electro doesn't know Peter's identity, and they even make no. that clear in this movie. Yeah. It's a weird right. plot. Yeah, right. Yeah. But whatever, it is what it is. That that yeah, that's a good hole that you found actually, there, Tim Tam. Yeah, that's very interesting. Uh, well, let's skip ahead over to that though, because they get a they get a, a pulse, and Peter's like, "Oh man, my costume's all green, and I can't possibly wear all this green out there. So what should I do? I'm gonna turn this costume inside out." So scared for the wires. So cool. So, so scared so, for the wires. It's so funny to think about all the theories that we had going into it and why. Like the theories were Nick that he turned it inside out to reverse the polarity of being in a different mm -hmm. universe, yeah, and there done. was all this shit going. No, was, he just had slime someone on it. Threw, no, someone <laughs> threw got slime. Yeah, because they were pissed at him. Yeah, I want to give a shout out to the score in this scene uh, where they're like the three kids are all kind of messing around, and he's trying to clean the suit, and it's just like this real funky psychedelic Doctor Strange ish take on um, the normal Tom Holland MCU theme, and I thought it was really fun. Uh, from here, we go back out to the woods where we, because we've got some uh, crazy shit happening out in the power lines in the middle of nowhere. So Spider-Man takes his suit out there with his phone strapped to his chest, webbed to his chest rather, so that MJ and Ned can be. It was be, duct taped. Was it duct taped? Yeah. <laughs> it was like, so Which I was MJ, like, there's no way that they can see anything out of that camera. No, no, no. It's going to be yeah. so shaky. It's going to make yeah. you want to throw up. I think also, they even have a line there too where he's like, oh, this is making me nauseous. Yeah. Uh, quick question. Uh, so the... The, the suit that we've seen him wear had a camera that he could stream before, right? Are we to assume that all of that technology is down right now? Presumably because he's not on the Stark network anymore, right? It says I'm not on Stark. Like, remember because he fires yeah, it up. Edith, it says, we see yeah, Edith's offline. It's all offline. And, and yeah, is that all because of the government stepping in? And that's what I presumed. Either that or they just took his control away because he's no longer – he didn't want to do it anymore. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know of, that he – he didn't well, – I guess he was so, in control of it by yeah, the end of the last movie, right? That's right. Yeah, that's weird. He so should still I, have control. It's weird. I have to. I mean, I think that the easy assumption is that like it's a the government. government yeah. yeah, shut it down. That makes sense because of the um, drones that were yeah. Stark. So he goes out there, and of course, uh, who does he meet? He meets Sandman, uh, who you're like, oh no, Sandman's gonna kick his ass, and he goes, oh no, Sandman. He's he. <laughs> Introduces himself in the weirdest hey, way possible. Hey, Spider Man, it's me, Flint Marco. <laughs> You know me. It's like, Andy, how many what? guys do you meet that are made of sand? Yeah, it was such <laughs> we, a weird introduction. It was that was weird. Though. And also the line where Octavius was like, he's like, where's my device? And he's like, what device? And he goes, the power of the sun in the palm of my hand. And Peter's like, I don't <laughs> the fuck you're talking about. Dude, that <laughs> that was a great line. Though. Great I, I feel like the auto line is very much for like, oh, that's what they remember of him. Let's let's put that in there to, to yeah. you know. What well, also is down. echoed later, right? Set up for the line later where he, yeah. he holds the arc yeah. reactor. Yeah, uh, which is a good yeah. fucking moment. It's a cool line. Yeah. Uh, and then the Flint Marco, I always felt mm -hmm. like his character was from the 1920s. And that is like the 1920s <laughs> kind of way to introduce yourself. <laughs> I love like I the, it's a goofy line for sure. It obviously is only there to like let the audiences that ha didn't just watch Spider Man three know, hey, this guy has history. His name's Flint Marco. They reference that later. But what I really do love is like not the dialogue, but how it was done. I love Electro, the thing going through him, him being blue uh, when we first see him, yeah. and then kind of attacking Peter, but then Sandman saving him and like mm -hmm. talking to him. I'm like, oh my god, like that was a, such a a win moment for me where I'm like. 
these are the same characters and like there's going to be some depth to this where it's not just sinister six type vibes it is these are the villains that have their sympathetic ends in some ways and we're dealing with that new story Right, and really, really smart choice. Uh, They fight, and uh, Sandman runs distraction while Peter pulls the power plug from Electro, uh, and then he's able to trap Electro in uh, the Pokemon ball that is the Sanctum Sanctorum. And then somehow, I think, doesn't uh, Doctor Strange show up too and then blasts him and send him back? I can't can't remember how he gets... He accidentally puts Sandman back in the the cage. So he... The first thing he does is he accidentally shoots through Electro and oh, it right. takes a tree in. And we have that great moment of them being like, you think this is a tree per- a scientist that turned himself into a tree? Right. Um, but then he catches Sandman by accident, right? I think so. No, yeah, no, no, have- no, 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 no. There's the conversation when Electro is like talking and like he's normal and then he's naked. And like, then can they I trust get him you? his outfit, and then yeah. he and then he shoots uh, Jamie Fox, and he's like, "What the fuck did you just no, do but, to him?" Well, we don't see that. It's a cut to Jamie Fox in there, being like, "Huh, right?" Yeah, no. But Marco's like, "What did you just do? Did you just kill him?" And then he—that's right. Then Marco attacks yeah. him, and he shoots him, and puts him that's back. Right. right. Yeah, that's yeah. what it goes. Uh, shout out to Jamie Fox, still looking fan fucking tastic. Uh, so good, so good, better than ever. Just- just, just age, so unbelievable. Uh, and they go back and he tries to he tries to explain what's going on. We get a little bit of character development here with uh, with the characters kind of knowing each other. Um, I Some think of them, right. which I thought was cool. Yeah, which was cool. They Doc kind of like, Ock was talking about Norman, Norman. And then Electro was like, oh, hey, you're the guy, the the doctor lizard. from this. Yeah, the right. lizard. Yeah. And the lizard kind of then responds to him and everyone's like, oh, the wizard, ta- the lizard talks. Uh, of course, this is where Doctor Strange comes in. Is this where Doctor Strange comes in with the box? No, because like, no, I think that's, that's later because right? we we still have to get Norman. So what happens is oh no, we this is where we see Norman, right? Norman comes no. in and, and well, yeah, does he, he attack? He, him? he 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 connects all the electrical wires. He stays there overnight. The next day, his mo- his aunt calls him and he mm. goes to meet her at feast. One we of the guys it. you're looking for is here. Right. We this runs this in segment where he he we missed it. Terrible Mac mask. Yeah, the Goblin terrible, No terrible More moment, mask. which God. is so good. The framing of this is exactly like the Spider-Man No More cover, where Spider-Man puts his mask up and like leaves, and this is him Goblin No More. <laughs> Fucking great stuff, uh, guys. So of course he Love heads it. over to Feast, ready to kick some ass, but he finds Norman Os- uh, Osborne and Aunt May in the back kitchen, and he's just I'm not in a good place. Him, he's yeah. very, kind very of broken. a moment. That is not Very quite as impactful as the Vulture reveal, but it definitely is one of those things where we see this and all of us are like, uh-oh, you yep. stay away from her. But and I like this, right? Because this is the real Norman and he and we get the explanation that he's sort yeah. of like he's he's got two personalities. And there's a moment in this that I, th- I found really touching where you don't, they don't really call too much attention to it. And it's not really played for laughs. There's a moment where he's just hiding donuts in his coat. Oh, yeah. Sure. No, and it's, it's kind of sad. You're like, yeah. wow, he really thinks like he doesn't really know where he's at. He doesn't know where his next meal is going to come from. And he's scared. Um, and there's also I, the great stuff here, right? Of like, I woke up here and I, you know, where's and my company's not here. My son's not right. here. Like, there, yeah. he, he, I, William Defoe fucking crushes, I think, crushes. honestly, this movie. Just fucking. It was incredible. Incredible. He was great in the original, obviously, and but here, yeah, to come back to this character, and again, I know Tim, I think made it, it was made a comment earlier that like, it, even now, like the dichotomy between Norman and the Goblin is even more exaggerated than it was in those films. Like, I think it, he does it so well here, playing those parts and doing those Definitely. things, and and I understand where he could make. In on it, because again, Norman isn't a bad guy, right? It, it, I, he can make May feel sympathetic and be like, "No, this is what you need to do," and this uh, is where like she kind of lays it out, right? Of like, yeah, we need to help him, like you know what I mean. And Peter's like, "Well, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna help him by sending them all back. <laughs> They're all gonna get fucking iced." Yeah, and she's like, <laughs> "Is that gonna help him, or is that gonna help you?" 
And yeah. that's that's an important moment here. Also important to note that somehow in and amongst uh, Norman Osborn's uh, confusion, he still managed to find a hoodie and a, a jacket that were very uh, color appropriate for his character, awesome. which is weird. You don't think he got that at Feast? Like, yeah, but, they have, but it was the exact, it's like the Joker always wears, I, like, this one was like, hey, you want some pajamas? And he's like, yeah, but I only wear purple and green, so I will go I naked. It. I, I love it. I like, loved it. The, as the suit becomes more of the outfit That's, that we've that seen in the great comics, touch, it's, it's sure. so rad. Uh, so he decided, Greg, I don't know if you want to take over or not, sure. but I not go for it. Well, I mean, we can tag team. We'll keep going. Don't worry about it. You've done a great job getting us here. I do okay, think you every want to other word, guys, I'm sure on. we miss some stuff. But Spider. And they Man. win. Uh, so they Man, go back thank to you, it. Kevin, right? I, come on. That was an easy every other word. Anyways, so yeah, it is help you or help you. So they go back uh, to the old Doctor Strange cave, right? He actually walks Norman in rather than zap him in and do the whole thing. Uh, they get there, and again, Otto, Otto, and like, oh, what happened to you? You got all these arms. Of course, Norman doesn't know. Otto's still being a huge jerk, right? He's all loud and obnoxious about all this whole thing because he's got you know, no control over himself. And so uh, they start laying out, yeah, the thing, and this is where Dr. Strange shows up, right? Because he is like, what the fuck's this guy doing out? Boop, zaps him into the room or whatever. Um, and he's like, no. Another inconsistency. Osborne was never revealed to be the goblin. So Doc Ock should not know that. But You're right. I mean, we, do we not? Like, I mean, it, it, you don't think it was revealed after his death? No, because Harry didn't know. But then Harry died. Yeah. Yeah, and that is the thing, right? After, where they, when, when they talk about it, he's Octavius like, oh, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. And that was the whole thing, right? They, you know, whatever. Anyways, yeah, so you're there. Uh, yeah, and I'm going to, you know, let's send them all back. I got this little box. I'm going to do the little spell in it, and then I'm going to hit the little thing, and then bam, bada boom, boom, boom. He gets sent back, and everybody's happy, right? I'm like, hey, I guess so. Everybody's happy. All right, cool, whatever. Um, but they start thinking about it more, and Peter, you know, tries to lay it out that, like, we could help these people. And he's like, no, you can't, like, because it doesn't make any sense. Even it's if you help them here, right, you're going to send them back. They're going to die. They're, they all got sent here the moment they died. How, how's changing their life here going to help them at all, Peter? And he's like, no, we got to try. And he's like, all right, whatever. No, no, we're not going to do that. And so he starts casting spells, starts doing his thing, gets the little thing to pop up that you have to hit the button. And uh, Spider-Man yanks it. And then we're off to the races, right? And it's a whole bunch of crazy effects and crazy things and a crazy fight. And they run outside. And then, uh, you know, he gets the body knocked out of him. But then he can still control his body from inside. Oh, cool. What's the explanation on that, Tim? What was that all about? Because even Dr. Strange is like, you should be able to That's do this. That's the spider sense, oh. yeah. Okay. Which is fucking cool as hell. Yeah, no, so I, cool. this scene, like I said earlier, I think it's going to be one of the more underrated MCU scenes. It is incredible. I love the choreography. I love that they're like portals. How could they be cool? Him like shooting a web, grabbing his own foot, getting stuck there. The thing they do later on the train with the, the, the you know, the portal the jump type crash stuff. crash between themselves and, and like, you know, you're seeing the reflection of a reflection. So fucking yeah. cool. And then, of course, the way it ends with him using math and math school and science, like all this to me was pitch perfect. Andy, yeah, what did you magic. think? Huh? What did you think of it? Um, I absolutely loved this whole sequence. The um, I especially loved the visuals because I everybody knows that like um, I think the one thing that Doctor Strange brings the strongest is sort of those abstract city visuals. And we got a lot of those sequences in the previews, but it just kept on going and getting cooler and cooler. And I just I love how weird everything looks. I didn't love the whole math thing, though. Oh, like, I thought it was so cool. It showed how uh, smart yeah. Peter was. I love I, I love the line once it is revealed that that's what he's doing or whatever. But, like, the fact that he's like, oh, it's a whatever thing, geometry. Like, to me, I was like, that's that's weird as, as hell yeah. for, like, the, I don't know. It just felt very, very weird. But the, the what I like, if I can chime in on it, it, it worked for me. 
what I like about it is that once again, it's MCU trying to ground something like, right. Like if it is just that the mirror dimensions, the mirror dimension, yada, yada, like when you say, and I do have this problem with the end that I'm sure Tim will have some explanation for when we get there. But if it's just magic is magic is magic, then you're like, all right, whatever. When Peter's able to be like, wait, it's this whatever parallelogram, which is what he says. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm, this is just math. And yet I like that even there, there are rules that you could figure out if you're smart enough. And Peter, of course, is a genius. Anyways, yeah, um, cool. they go through that whole thing. That we just kind of, sino- you know, synopsize. You saw the goddamn fight. movie. It was great fucking amazing. You loved fight. it. Trains uh, coming out of nowhere. Right. Yeah, trains yeah. splitting up to like 10 trains. Rad. And it's, you know, Spider-Man being Spider-Man, which I love so much. And then, of course, when he leaves and he gets the box and the sling ring from Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. it immediately closes behind him. And it's back to Peter being Peter and nerding yeah. out with Ned that I just got to fight with Doctor Strange and I won. Nick. Uh, I mean, this is this is, I think. I think that we I don't want to gloss over too much because I think this is the, at the core of why the MCU is so good. Mm-hmm. They just took two characters that are good guys that we love and they put them ideologically on opposite sides of each other. And now they have to fight. That is obviously one of the strengths of what they do that so well. That was obviously the strength of civil war and we're seeing it again here. And it's so, it's such a good device for creating conflict in these things. Cause in one scene, because, and they're not wrong, right? Like neither of them are wrong. As we've seen, Doctor Strange is 100% right. He should have just hit that button probably. Peter, you could, you could argue. <laughs> well, no, I mean, Peter, Peter's not wrong in wanting to help these guys and wanting to wanting to save them and cure them, right? And, and send them back so they don't have to be killed. But also, like, but like send but them like, back to where their destiny is, is. I mean, all I'm saying is an argument can be made, which is why this is so fascinating. They put them in, you know, th- I think that's that's good storytelling. But go ahead, Greg. I mean, it's we don't have to get lost in the weeds on it. It's just my fact of I don't understand of they they walk through and, the, and like jamie fox like i was about to do this thing and i was gonna be more powerful than ever and then what happens i lose i die, you know what i mean i was like i'm about to do this thing and i was gonna do this, and something happened like they they're getting pulled out like i i i prophesized like when we we're talking about this right the moment before they die mm-hmm. so even if you send back a norman osborne who's totally like i'm cool the glider's still coming at him at that moment if you send back an ock who's like i'm cool peter's he's about still to, like he's still well, gotta he sink and sacrifice down, yeah. his thing like I don't like you're not saving anybody from their fate. You're honestly just wasting your time because you're oh, sending back people who are still going to die. You can send them like, back to maybe a different point in time. I don't know if they if can you like that. That's not explained. I, I magic, assume you're going back to the moment. Sanctum Sanctor, man. Magic. Exactly. If you want to get into the ending, that's the whole thing, too, of like we need make every. So to close this, everyone has to forget on Peter Parker, right? Yes. And that will end everything. Great. Real quick, Peter, give me your phone. Hey, it's Steven. It's me, Steven. The this guy we had to do this thing and do the thing. So do when this is when he plays this for you, you need to make cast a magic spell that reverts back the thing that everybody's remembering. We've already closed off the other loop that'll close the old spell. So now if you just do a spell, thanks, Stephen, I'll do it for you. Everyone remembers that the, the files get deleted. Great, files we all got corrupted. Yeah, um, sure, I, I sure. do want Kevin and Tim to. The game. I do want Kevin and Tim to keep an, a, a, a sort of sharp eye on the sequence where the trains are kind of they revolve. They make that yeah. cylinder, you know, around them. Peter says a line and it reminded me of either something MCU or something from another franchise of some sort. But it's a line that's like was one or two words off from something that we all kind of know really closely. Hmm. And just keep an eye out for that. Like keep an okay. ear out for that because he says something that I, I need to remember what it was. Was I just it like Kawabunga? Yeah, that's what. No, no, yeah. like legitimately, it was something, right? It was like a throwaway phrase, right? No, no, no. He says he no? says an actual oh, okay. line, like kind of regarding. 
it's similar to how we say forget everything you know like i feel like it's one of those stupid lines that's very yeah. very memorable uh, to us or to me at least really quick to go back to the movie now like the i think that the next scene like when he comes out of the um that fight is so so much like wow this is why i love the mcu it is like suddenly he is a kid again and he's got like it's kids being kids you know like he goes there he brags to his friends everyone's like all right let's do the next move i it just like to me that that makes me excited for a possible x-men cinematic anything like to see Mm -hmm. a bunch of teenagers hanging out with abilities and how they all can handle that together like yeah it's cool and so yeah gets out got the sling ring ned puts it on all right cool this i i wasn't here but you guys set up the fact that he mentioned the magic thing uh is this the first time he fist bumps and something happens or right there's a spark or we could be yeah, their, yeah. yeah. their handshake yeah their handshake. love the handshake oh and the and the handshake fucking it kills me both times it made me like not tear up i cried with the handshake goddamn uh and so yeah he does handshake with ned and gives him the sling ring gives mj the box and you guys got to go away to a safe spot i'm gonna try to get these guys cured and get them back on the right path i don't want you to be around for it obviously in case it goes wrong mj's like great but if you don't check in i'm hitting the fucking butt button and sending them all back he's like totally cool that'd be really rad if you did that please do that do that um iggy um and so there we go they yeah. break up i think peter lays it all out for everybody right all the bad guys there you're about to die and i want to try to fix you or whatever and this is the whole thing or whatever and some of them take it good some of them take it and bad but we're all out of the, the building yeah and one last thing with that whole peter trying sure, to fix them I, he doesn't know the rules like all he knows is that these people are broken and hurt and sending them back the way there there is that they will die so i think that he thinks he if he's doing whatever he can right for the situation mm-hmm Sure. And again, it's it, like I, I think there is something to be said. You know, uh, Doctor Strange says it, I think, later. Or no, it already would have happened. The whole thing of just like, I forget sometimes that you're a kid. And like, I yeah. know people are annoyed by that and this version of Spider-Man. But I do love that that this version of Spider-Man because you do get those moments, right? Oh, definitely of growth of he beats Strange, comes out and then nerds out about. I love that. I love that he still has that about it. him, even to the pa- fact of like what we'll see later of like if you're where would your Peter go? empire state building chrysler building the top of his school right like that's so fucking cool of yeah. like that's who this spider-man is anyways mm-hmm. gets all the guys on board to at least some degree takes them over to happy's apartment we get the amazing scene of them all walking in on little security cam which i fucking love uh and then they all bicker a bit about what's happening you know Otto's. you know i forget what Otto has a great line about the condominium i forget exactly what he says but it, it's so fucking good and it's this uh all right we gotta get to work on this and we're gonna I'm do this i'm a bit this. of a scientist myself yeah fuck yeah so, oh yeah so good um and you know uh yeah norman's out he's helping uh they start going through and using the stark technology in the other room they're gonna you know work on the thing okay cool uh they make a new inhibitor chip for doc he goes up there they put it in he goes down he comes back up with a big breath and he's amazed by how quiet it is right and we get to see Otto octavius again who i loved in spider-man too beautiful as a, a normal person and then as a villain but it was a, again mm-hmm. cathartic sweet moment to see yep. him come back that way and then be down to help and tr- try to work on all this stuff and even as i was let down by what happens at the end with him like this moment here was just so well done and well written and i i loved sort of that clarity that he showed mm-hmm. and just like oh my god this is amazing it, it's like all the videos of like i can't see color but they yeah, put on yeah, glasses yeah. colorblind glasses and they're like oh my god and they cry like i felt like that for yeah. him yeah, exactly. Uh, Sandman's being funny uh, right as he's falling apart, trying to get dust off the couch that he's or sand off the couch so that he's good. putting. It's fun stuff. Um, Electro not fully on board. Uh, eventually, though, they he, and he sees the uh, arc reactor. Yeah, uh, Nick. 
weird. Again, weird that they just didn't let Thomas Hayden Church be in this scene. I guess he was just doing VO for this movie or what? Like, why did so, he? Yeah, I don't know what's up with that because that, we talked about this at the end, right? That the footage of him as Flint Marco in the Statue of Liberty is reused Spider Man 3 footage. Tim, take yeah, it away. I got a little bit more clarification on this. So the Rice Ethan and the um, Thomas That's Hayden Church. Yeah, Lizard. Both footage were from Amazing Spider Man and Spider Man 3. Told just you. reused old footage. Sorry, what? Told you. Told I told you. you. He said, told oh. you through his banana nut muffin yeah. or whatever he's got. Uh, <laughs> they, they were on set. They did go and, uh, like, they were on set for some things, but they ended up not using uh, new footage from them. But it is their voices uh, recorded for, for both uh, different characters. So I, I do cool. think that also that they've both aged significantly. Oh, that's what, the, sorry, that's yeah. what it is. Uh, the both de aging of, of Sandman would have been more difficult to animate than the Sandman. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so God. that was their. Shout their outs. To the de-aging that we did see for um, Willem Dafoe and Melina. Like, both of them, I think, looked shockingly good because they are much older in real life. Yeah. I'm getting ahead of it. I love that they didn't do it to Toby. I love that he just is Tobey Maguire now. Continue, Craig. No, uh, and that makes sense, right, because they go on to live. So Mm -hmm. you're you're pulling people out of where they are in their timeline in terms of their life, and then these guys, obviously, at the end of their lives. Um, In the same way, I love so much the... Spider-Man conversations, I did enjoy the villain conversations here, right? Between like Flint and Electra, where it was like, how did you get your powers? <laughs> fell into a bad eel. I fell into a collider. Got to gotta be careful where you fall. <laughs> God. Um, that's so good. Uh, you know, at some point, the arc reactor is on the, the thing that's making all the stuff, and uh, Electra sees that. He's like, mm, taste it. And it's a new element, too, right? The, an element that doesn't exist in his world, of, of course. Yeah. We remember when Tony made this um however eventually they, he puts a little battery on and it starts counting up whatever oh hilariously the lizard we don't want to animate the lizard in this apartment so the lizard stayed in the truck everybody <laughs> really didn't like that like that i, I like the sandman I, and lizard being in this but well, this is one of the scenes that really kind of bothers me where i i don't like him staying in the truck i don't like the close-up on him being like and now it begins like i it I, it makes sense plot wise i guess but i just thought that was a little bit uninspired and it, it's a weird thing it's one of the few moments of the movie that made me go mm. I, Do you I think it's really like sneaking him in would have been a pain in the ass? Well, I mean, you snuck in a guy yeah. that's made of sand so, and got with I know it was kind of on the nose, but I liked it because it backs up sort of a little bit of the theme where it's like shit's inevitable. So you, there's sometimes there are situations where like no matter how hard you try, bad things happen. And that, you can't change people. That's where you become really a hero, right? You have to choose to still do the right thing. And Which I do I, think is backed up. You're making a good point because it's backed up with Lizard specifically because his whole thing was trying to help himself, trying to help people yeah. with uh, his cure and shit. And he's like, you can't do it. I tried doing that and it, it didn't, didn't work. backfired, yeah. Well, I could change you. You want to change me like, into a lizard? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, I, I didn't think either of those guys needed to be included. I feel like their story – for the most part fell flat like you know uh, sandman want just wants to go back to his daughter and uh the lizard like he had already been cured but i guess now the cure that uh garfield made is a better cure maybe i don't know same cure i think because he already cured him once he definitely said it was the same cure and like as tim and i talked uh he, he mentioned that like at the end of that movie, the the post credit scenes one, yeah, has him kind of looking like he's going to turn back. Oh, so okay, not, so maybe not a turn great back. solution, yeah. yeah. It would get you through it, though. It would get you through it. That's what's most important. It all right. So, anyways, this is all going right, and uh, when the, everything seems like it's going really great, everybody's having a great time. But then Peter gets the biggest spider sense of all time, the oh. bi- biggest Peter Tingle mm. of all time. 
And yeah, it's just like, and he's like, everything goes quiet. And he like walks out in the room and he's obviously in this room full of the fucking Spider-Man's greatest villains, even if they're not his, right? Like looking around. What's that technique called? The the camera? The Hitchcock. Oh, you dolly and zoom out. Yeah. It's a dolly and zoom out. Really cool. Um, I, I I do want to point out also for anybody that may have felt like me or similar to how I was feeling during this, where in the intro scene, we get... Um, J. Jonah Jameson in front of a green screen and then later on we see him in his studio sort of thing and the the explanation there is that he got so popular with the whole Spider-Man reveal that he got big upgrades and now he has a studio and a bunch of co-workers but for me what I thought was happening was that we were seeing two different J. Jonah Jamesons of different success levels uh, in two different universes mm. and so when he arrived there at the building I'm thinking like Oh my God, we have like, we're dealing with two different planes and two different multiverses. This is all about to like, something's about to happen in the similar uh, way to like, you know, when, whenever there's two planes of action and it sort of builds up and builds up, I thought we were going to have something like that. Uh, when the spider, when the spider sense is going off, I thought Peter's going to have to be like, oh my God, like you, there's other people in a different place, but really it was the, it was the Willem Dafoe moment, which yeah. was still equally badass. Well, I was just wondering how much they had to pay IGN for the Daily Fix logo. Exactly. Yeah, that was <laughs> a good point. Stolen right Crazy. there. Uh, as you point out, yeah, J. Jonah Jameson is outside now. On His uh, guy tipped him off there. There, um, Upstairs, like I said, the spider sense goes off in the biggest way possible. And Peter comes out and he's just surveying, surveying, surveying. And I, this is where I was like, are they about to fucking introduce Venom? Is Venom about to like smash through a fucking window? And instead he just webs... <laughs> And it's Green Goblin, right? He gets uh, – it's Norman, but he gets some web and turns around and sure as shit, it's Green Goblin. And he starts fucking monologuing about, you know, there's no way you'd fix me and you know way you do this. And, you know, you fell in right into the trap and yada, yada, yada. And then shit pops off and it just gets fucking hairy in there. It, there's People are fighting. I There's so much – Yeah, you, they send Doc – they revert Doc Ock back here, right, where now he's, he's no longer good or whatever. I, but, like – what seals the show were, is just. I don't think they hurt him. I think he just runs away. That's supposed to be. Uh, yeah. uh, they're trying to play with your expectations yeah. and make you think that he used the Stark tech to like burst the new inhibitor chip because yeah. uh, Jamie Foxx is like, I like the way you were. Yeah, and back he's earlier right. or whatever. I, 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 yeah. I so, be, yeah, go ahead. yeah, I think we're meant to think that he is reverted back so that when he shows up at the end, oh, he's yeah. the evil again. Nope, he's it good. Yeah. Guess what? It never works. So. Yeah, Tyler anyway, replied, hey, how come he didn't fucking help when he was killing my aunt? <laughs> if you were if you were really good the whole time, why don't you just well, help me fucking fight these guys? Like you could have schooled the shit out of these guys. You're really same, powerful. Same thing with Sandman. Like they yeah. just both decided to I run feel away. Mark is a big moron. Yeah, <laughs> they both decided to run away, and I feel like that's kind of that little hand wave of like. No, su- oh. no surprise that Clint Barton is a moron too. Flint and Clint two morons, you know. <laughs> Anyways, though, they, they it pops off, and we get just the best green goblin spider-man fight we've seen on camera today so this is when fucking and like willem dafoe god bless him for doing all his own stunts and like that was one of his things to come back for and when fucking tom holland's hauling off on his face and he comes back and he's grinning i was like you are still terrifying if not more terrifying and then like a spine buster through like 19 floors of this apartment building i was like this is fucking insane what a cool fight. What a cool action sequence. Brawling all over. J. Jonah sees Spider-Man crawling up the wall. That shit's breaking out. I'm skipping all over the place, but you know how it is. It's just yeah, May is going down the stairs with the bag yeah, and all that stuff. A visual treat. This entire fucking mm. thing, right? Goddamn so good. Eventually, though, yeah, we get to the ground floor. Uh, the fight. The cops are showing up or whatever about to show up. Um, you know, uh, Spider-Man and Goblin yell a bit more at each other. Uh, May's there. And then, yeah, the glider flies in, hits May, knocks her down. Uh <laughs> 
goblin gets out of there uh you know peter and may pop back up and again this is where i was like oh fuck they they killed her like i knew like when she got hit i was like she's dead and then when she got up i'm like oh she's dead and they're gonna really twist the fucking knife and sure as shit they twist the knife where she gets up and spidey basically is like this is you know I sh- this was i'm so sorry i shouldn't have done this this is stupid or whatever she's like no you have to fight for everybody you know with great power there must come great responsibility dude she straight uh, up fucking pulled a mr miyagi moment from fucking yep. karate kid 3 where she was like hey focus yeah i was so fucking good man i was like god marissa <clears throat> tomei give her I, I know that she probably won't get an academy award for this but i would fucking vote for her she got it from my cousin Vinny, and i think once you get it you can just <laughs> I would assign vote it to anything her. <laughs> you can yeah, assign it to anything. She really yeah, you can, cousin let's Vinny let's tweet at her that let's tweet at her that she gets a nick approval <laughs> no please don't do that and also <laughs> let's not tweet at her how close we can get to marissa tomei or whatever the fuck we that even answered. I won. we aren't even answered yeah, yeah, yeah and, and, and tim did it um of course she goes down she falls down uh she peter puts his hand comes up with the blood she's like what are you bleeding like she's just so out of it right she just needs to catch her breath she just needs to catch her breath there's so uh, much to say about the scene but one thing that i i want to like point out is how amazing of a role reversal this is from seeing tom die in or you know blip in tony's arms and like mm. i love tom holland's uh acting there where he's kind of like trying to hold on confused about what's happening because he's spider-man because of his spider since he lasts a little longer than the other people do and seeing tony just be fucking utterly devastated by the whole thing this is such a good flip of that where i love how long they sit on her being dead in his arms and him talking to her and him even before she dies him being like i I, i'm with you it's just us it's just me and you and then to wake up come on wake up wait and i just it's like it's that simba moment like they they really like allowed it to hit in a way that was powerful and this and i'm sobbing there right there you know know, obviously we all bring our own thing to cinema and and any kind of entertainment and how it touches you emotionally and i I forget now if it's just his hand on her forehead or if he kisses her forehead and it just fucking broke me because obviously every, every 19 hours a day it feels like i'm holding benjamin usually kissing his head and granted role reversal of child parent parent child uh but it was just like oh my fucking god right to, and like in that moment to be like oh he's lost his mom you know what i mean like that's who aunt may obviously is to him in this world um however there's no time to really mourn right uh happy drives up uh, he gets in between Spider-Man, May, and the cops. Uh, the cops are obviously continuing to come up. Uh, they're ordering Happy out of the car. Happy screaming at uh, Peter to run, run. You have to run. Uh, eventually, they get Happy out of the car. They get closer to Spider-Man. They open fire. He catches one on the arm, but then he's able to scurry away and get out of there. Boom, just Spider-Man, you know. Uh, meanwhile, then, we go to uh, Ned's. I assume where he lives, right? It's his grandma's apartment or whatever, but they live together or whatever. Uh, goes to grandma's house. This is his mom, right? I think it was his mom. No, it was his grandma, Lola. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, So uh, MJ and Ned are there. Uh, They're seeing the aftermath on TV, of course, of everything that's just happened. MJ has the box. Uh, She's finally like, I'm just going to hit the button. He's like, no, we can't do it. I just wish I could see Peter, right? And Mm. like, there's a little bit of Doctor Strange stuff. Hold on. Before the scene, I I just want to like call out the scene that is directly after Aunt May death of seeing Tom Holland on the rooftop where it's raining with the giant LED screen. Again, the Jay Jonah thing. And like, it is just twisting the freaking like uh, dagger into all of our hearts because Jay Jonah Jameson's going fucking off on how horrible a person Spider-Man is and all the power. And it's like, 
Tom just has to sit there all and the pain like, he the brings, yeah. Devastating thing, realize like this is me. This is who I am. This is how yep. people see me. It's it was so fucking powerful. And then Kevin earlier saying like the levity of like the Garfield moment that being followed by Ned with the magic. They did that exactly here. The most devastating moment we've seen in so long. And then immediately we get them at Ned's grandma's place. Continue, Greg. No problem. And I like Jay Jonah's sign off, by the way. God help us all. Because <laughs> he's like, as always, God help us all. He's so used to newscasters being positive. Um, well, not this day and age. Um, back of the thing, yeah. Wish I could see Peter. They fi- he, fig- he figures it out, you know, and he's like, you show me, or where is Spider-Man or show me Spider-Man or whatever. And opens the thing and we get Spider-Man in a dark alleyway, right? We see the eyes. And immediately, I remember the, the audience, <gasps> like there was a gasp for the yeah, audience yeah, again. I'm like, holy shit, you know. it's happening. Yeah. It's fucking happening. And sure as shit, that Spider-Man approaches as they scream at him and jumps through, and it's uh, Andrew Garfield. Uh, he pops off the mask. It's uh, the, it's Andrew Garfield. It's that fucking hair Peter. For it. So right, super Andy. surprising to me that he was in the universe. I wasn't expecting that. When they when they did this, I thought this was going to be us going to his universe and pulling him in. Yeah. Not that he had come through just like the bad guys and had been bumming around New York, unable to find everybody, which right. I didn't truly believe. But anyways, it doesn't matter. He's there. A great, amazing scene here with Ned and MJ, right? She keeps throwing bread at him. He's like, I got Spider-Man pretending against bread. Stick to something. Finally, he just jumps up and sticks to the wall. Now, now, now no, crawl no. across the wall. Yeah. Like, no, this is enough. enough. <laughs> it's more <laughs> than enough. Grandma coming out and, and uh, speaking to Golog and kind of telling him, Get the, like get the web. Yeah, you get the web and, in the corner. <laughs> yeah, and it's so good. It's such a grandma so thing, thing to do. Yep, Grandma's not it. worried that Spider-Man's there. She's just, can you help me out with that? Thing and so again, it's there. such a great moment bringing us, even though the movie's definitely changed its tone, back to the kid moment of like, it's three kids in, a, in their grandma's house or a grandma's house, right? Mm-hmm. Where you're like, of course, I'll do it for you, grandma. I'm not going to do it for them, but you need me to clean up the place. Yeah, yeah. he gets the cobweb. Okay. Down. I love it. Uh, you know, we go on a bit more about it and stuff here. And then, uh, you know, show me Peter Parker. Show me Peter Parker. Opens it up. There it is. It's Toby fucking McGuire looking goddamn good. Comes on out. All right. Fucking oh, hold on. He, popping this, left and right. What a, like, lame introduction to him. Just be like a guy standing sideways like, oh. Hey, it, it was close. perfect for who Tom McGuire is. I Please. love it. Yeah. The moment Tim, I saw this at perfect. the premiere, it was perfect. I thought it, and the first thing I thought was not, "Oh my God, I can't wait to see Tom McGuire again." This is amazing. My first thought was, "I can't wait to hear what Nick Scarpino has to say about this." <laughs> I don't have anything <laughs> to too. say about Me it, too. Tim. I have something to pantomime, Tim. <laughs> they did it. <laughs> they did it. it again. They so watched the interview. They knew it was so good and gorgeous, beautiful. Yeah. And don't they, they even moment. call it out? Like, wait, this is just some fucking regular guy. Not even Spider Man. He goes, "I am Peter." <laughs> it kind of so, seemed like uh, maybe a little bit of a fuck you, not a fuck you, but as much uh, like uh, you know, making him a little more modest. Of like, out of all the Spider Man, he's like the one that like fame seemed to like do the the most for. As Spider-Man or Toby or as uh, Toby, the actor. Oh, oh yeah. Like sure. he, gotcha. I mean, you know, he's got all the bunch of controversy, like him kind of being a dick and yeah, letting and the fame really to, get to his head. Trying for to get them money, to introduce to him out, and be like, yeah. oh look, it's just some old dude. 
I will give it to Tobey Maguire. I think he, I think he looked good in this. I like the haircut, um, and I like how they kind of square off on each other first, and then realize that they're that was awesome. Where they both shoot webs, they both jump and dodge them. They come down, they kind of like give each other the nod, like, all right, I see what's up. You know what I mean? Um, And I like, I think we like we start to develop the roles here, right? And Toby sort of is the weathered, sort of old, wiser Spider Man, and he becomes the mentor for the other two Spider Man, which I kind of found to be a fascinating relationship. Loved it. Not only that, because it just mirrors real life, right? He was the first one there. He weathered all the storms of really that the rough start for Spider-Man. And and they have that moment where Tom Holland kind of thanks them at the end of the movie for, and it's symbolically paving the way for his success as the most successful and like, you know, Spider-Man yeah. is the most amount of movies. It's great. Uh, and so, yeah, we get more dialoguing here, a little, few more things going on. Uh, but then eventually it's, yeah, we got to find your Peter and they have where the Peter conversation. Where would you go? Yeah. You know, I would go to the Chrysler building, Empire State, better or I, Empire State, Chrysler building, better view. It is a really nice view. And back to your point, too, of like, you know, Garfield's like giving him the business, like making little jabs. And Toby's like, it is a really good view. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Not swinging back, not getting nothing engaged. to prove. Yeah. And so then, yes, of course, it is the school rooftop. Uh, Peter is there crying. Uh, MJ and Ned show up. They come choking up to saying it. They uh, come in uh, and just kneel down and hug him and say they're sorry and stuff. And it's like, oh, my God, like what a beautiful moment between them. Right. And they hold it. They let it breathe for a while, which I love. And then our and then MJ is like, but we're not alone. Right. Spider and, sense. Uh, spider sense. Yeah. yeah, it goes off. Right. And then when sure. Shit, it's two up, more Spider-Man like, ready to fight. It's just yeah. like seeing him so on edge. Like, man, Tom Holland's great in this role. He Amazing. really nails it. Yep. Amazing. Uh, spectacular. Even. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they come down. Uh, and Ultimate. again, just a fucking cool thing of seeing Tobey mm-hmm. Maguire and, and Andrew Garfield be Spider-Man. Spider-Man-y things. You know what I mean? They come down. Tom doesn't want to hear it. You know, he's very much like, no, no, I, you know, you don't know what I'm going through. You don't say you know what I'm going through. And then they start opening up their war chest of <laughs> wounds, right? Of like, Garfield, like, I, you know, lost some, I lost, uh, does he say, yeah, Gwen, my, you know, my MJ. Uh, I lost her and I couldn't do it. And I've been in a dark place and I, you know, whatever. What's he say? I raged for a while or whatever and didn't pull I, I stopped, stopped pulling, pulling my, punches. my punches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got rageful. Which, and I love that, you know, I stopped pulling my punches and later we'll see, you know, Peter fight Goblin and stop pulling his punches. Uh, anyways, you know, that got rageful. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. And they go back a little bit, right? And then it's this whole thing. And then uh, the lead up to uh, with great power comes great responsibility. How do you know that? Uncle Ben said it the night he died. And like this mm-hmm. just fucking fan service. Fuck yes. This is the, if you were telling me you, I was going to see these people on screen, these are the conversations I want to see them have, right? Absolutely. And so it is, sorry, what? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and so then it is this idea of great power comes great responsibility. Let's team up, stop them. Uh, you know, let's work on cures for everybody, right? And so then uh, it's back to the lab or to the lab, I guess, in the high school, which is fucking dope as hell. Science bros, three Peter oh. Parkers doing amazing I, fucking stuff, breaking it up. You know, Garfield like oh, I cured him once, I can do it again or whatever, and walking off and all this. Yeah, oh my god, of- the line of Garfield to Jacob Batalon and being or uh, of Toby Maguire. Toby. Yeah, I had a friend once. I had to kill him uh, after he tried to kill me or whatever it was like yeah. that died moment, in my arms <laughs> tragic at, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that moment and then just ned's reaction to it and just being like fuck <laughs> also ned, ned later ned being like don't worry peter i'll never kill you like i'll never yeah. turn bad and try to kill you and uh, garfield being like Call it in now. How crazy is it going to be when Ned comes back as a villain and faces off against Tom Holland? It's going to be fucking rad. A couple movies from now. Uh, I love that this this high school science, the chemistry lab, has everything they possibly could need. (laughs) It is a science high school. Sure, it is Midtown Science High. 
Like they, they, I guess you could just chlor. I, I, I love it. But Basically, then about, he makes his web fluid there, and no one notices the yeah. gallons of whatever he's using is missing. So that's fair. I also know, like this is where they have the conversation about the webs too, right? Yep. Yeah, like, this is where they have all the conversations. Again, this, you know, this is the complicated the conversation. This is the thing. Where they all point oh, at yeah. each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peter. Uh, Peter and Peter, then, Peter. then it's like, okay, we've got everything ready to go. Let's go have a face off and do the thing. And I do love the gonna dress like a youth pastor. I, I love the the youth pastor look. But did you bring your suit? And Toby pulls it down. He's got his suit on, of course, because he's fucking dope as hell. And so, um, I feel like was there ever a cut back to the villains that we need to worry? I guess not, right? They yeah. were just doing their villainy stuff. No. So from here, we're at the Statue of Liberty. Of course, this has been in the background of the, I don't I don't think you guys touched on it while I was gone. The background of this movie as we've gone of people po- talking about a new Statue of Liberty. Poll results, are you happy with it? Uh, even the latest episode of Hawkeye references it uh, from uh, Black really Widow. Cool. Really cool. I also enjoy that Rogers the musical is you know it has billboards all over. The MCU yep. is such oh, a fucking impressive that. goddamn That's thing. Awesome. Such an impressive piece that. of entertainment. Uh, anyway, so uh, uh, our Spider-Man Tom Holland calls into Jay Jonah's show uh, and tells him, "I'm at the Statue of Liberty. You know, I I, I I did this. I want you know that I tried to help everybody, but like let's come and settle this kind of thing." And so he hangs up and like, "All right, they're on their way." And then again, it's just the three Spider-Men fucking talking. And it's so goddamn good. The back problem. He's like, I had a little mid back problem. Oh yeah, that's coming. Like, yeah, that happens. Like popping. Oh, it's great. And then I'm just talking. Like, yeah, what's the weird? We already talked about it. You know, what's the craziest villain you've ever fought? Like, I oh yeah, I fought a black. I bought a black goo from space. Oh, that's really cool. I fought a guy in space. I fought a guy from space. Well, I fought him in space too. Oh, that's really. Cool. I'm lame. <laughs> I just fought a, a Russian guy in a rhinoceros suit. No, oh, man, you're, I, you're amazing. I love this so much because like it's yeah, all the amazing. amazing. It's all the memes and all the things that we want to see. But again, it, it backs up so much great character moments with all this stuff. But I love. Toby be, or uh, Garfield be like I'm lame and he's like you you're not lame <laughs> like and that's everyone's criticism of Andrew Garfield's too cool like too cool. they they made this movie for us man yeah they did uh of course then it's on approach uh it's uh Electro gets there first all right it doesn't matter too much Sam yeah, gets there the, Electro, the, gets Electro there. in the air first yeah Lizard gets there they and they all start there. fighting and they're not doing well they're not doing well they're bumping into each other they're you know they're like Alec Baldwin in The Departed just bumping mm-hmm. into just each other sweating, sweating bumping into everything and just ultimately ruining the tone of the movie which again <laughs> Marty what was the tone of that film was this supposed to be a comedy uh, they get they get their butts whooped for a little bit and eventually they get back up and they're like listen the reason we're failing is that we're not acting as a team like we're you know we gotta stop doing I thought I was Peter too I, no you're Peter Free you know I'm in this fun stuff conversation and then eventually the all right listen I'm, i didn't want to brag but i am an avenger oh that's awesome what is that what is you guys that? are the avengers no, are, they a band? are you in a band <laughs> are you in a band <laughs> and so now we got to attack together How's peter one peter two peter three yeah exactly so fucking good i can't wait to see this guy and then we get again. the fucking then we get the money shot man the, yeah I, okay. think, I think oh. the shot in the whole movie but yeah, let's go. They all run. They all jump off. They all woohoo. They all swing right. I'm, cry- I'm open mouth crying right here, dude. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It is tears. This is, where, this is where I turned to Barrett and I was like, I, how is this happening? And how is it working? Yeah. yeah. Why yeah. is this working? It's so I, good. This was the moment we finally get the, the score kicking in where it's the <laughs> fucking theme, but it sounds more like the Sam Raimi version where there's just a choir going. Oh, man. Dude, they are go. popping off. Whoever, like the people that sang that, they mm-hmm. sing like it was their last gig ever, and Raimi is going to murder them all afterwards. Yeah, just, 
And you got a gun to their head. And so this is where we get the leak shot from the trailer where the invisible man punched the lizard. And they're doing that. They're flying around. They're having a great time. They're making their moves up. Of course, things start going awry and people are getting bopped all around. Um, is this when Gobby shows up and does that? No. They, cure, they cure Sandman up there. Flint's Sandman there, you stupid moron. Then more stuff's going on. And they, they square off against Electro. And then, That's when uh, Octopus shows up, grabs the Oct- thing, puts it on his yeah. chest, slows little, him down. A little uh, red herring for him. Uh, right. then, they, then they, I believe... Then then we the get the great scene through. between yeah they cure the lizard there yeah the I, mean, I wanted to pepper in yeah of and course you meanwhile know, MJ, MJ falling and... oh, sorry oh yeah yeah no I was gonna say yeah meanwhile they were MJ and Jacob we couldn't were close to the portal the right yeah, yeah they yeah, couldn't yeah. close the right. portal right and this lizard trashed through the high school got them out of there uh, this is when yeah like you know. Uh, goblins shown up at this point uh mj falls you know tom holland goes to get her but he gets knocked out by right. green goblin this is then when andrew garfield sees his moment he jumps down he grabs her like we already talked about just an amazing piece of acting here grabs it lands it are you okay yeah are you and he just shakes his head yeah like i'm already tearing up again saying it so well so well done so i, I can't you can't compliment it enough I don't want to gloss over the scene he, the quick scene he had with Jamie Foxx, where Jamie's like, I've never seen your face before. And he goes, <laughs> oh, I kind of thought so you were good. black. And he goes, well, there's got to be a black Spider-Man somewhere, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, it's, it's, I apologize. <laughs> I thought you were black. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's somewhere in the, the black Spider-Man somewhere in the universe. But I love that. I love how, I love how they're <laughs> just like, well, we're going to get him out. I swear to God, we're going to get the Miles Morales movie at some point. Yeah, Craig, yeah, you, yeah. Are, you weren't here when I said this, but I just want to point it out because uh, I was thinking about this last night. But it, it, this is a plot hole because Electro, in this movie, they reveal, no does not know who Peter is. So. Yeah, I thought that was weird, too. I didn't get that when they, they said that. I was like, huh. Yeah, because it, 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 I was, Yeah. He knew deep it, we, you guys have watched Amazing Spider-Man two more, more recently than I have. Like he didn't know it. He didn't know it, right? No. I, I would no. load if you asked John Watts and Kevin Feige about this. They're like, yeah, yeah but it's on. cool. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 We just wanted to make him look cool. Jamie Foxx is great. You know, yeah. it's Jamie yeah. Foxx, and also yeah. I think they just wanted Dude, Jamie Foxx to actually redo it and and just kill it. it. He fucking kills awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That star that comes up when he's super high powered in front of his face. Like I love that they like remade people's outfits to like incorporate the old idea but like also one division yeah yeah also utilizing new stuff that like looks and fits the aesthetic mj saved she's down there ned is saved by the cape and an awesome thing dr strange shows up he's doing shit up there right uh at some point his spell got fucked up too remember and now the purple cracks are happening in the thing and he's closing them but all hell's breaking loose but he's up there trying to hold it all together goblin stuck a grenade in the right mj yeah Yeah. mj yeah she he took the thing from her did it then it got back to uh them and then he blew it up yeah blew up the whole fucking thing dr strange is up there just trying to hold the fucking world together um down on ground level peter then gets to square off now with the green goblin he took out his glider and now he, they're over there fighting on captain America's shield for the <laughs> statue of liberty and they just go at it and fucking like this is like metal gear you know what i mean remember these, oh, remember yeah. those battles you know these one-on-ones you get down into fucking rad that's like, a good it, point this, it metal is gear like the final battle in four yeah yeah, 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 yeah. or i think we should remember more importantly uh black superman Idris Elba versus the rock and um statham uh, statham yeah let's together forget. Let's at forget. the end of hobbs and shot everybody three of them there was just two great, mm-hmm. the, my example and this is a one-on-one fight too so it kind of makes sense but yeah. uh they go and they yeah tom holland does not pull his punches he is fucking going hard on this and he gets the upper hand he's beating the shit out of gobby and uh, what and, does he do greg the move from marvel spider-man 4 on playstation 4 he throws him up with the web does the flip and slams him down hell yeah 
Hell yeah. Uh, and yeah, so he's got him down and he goes and grabs the glider and he hauls up with the, oh, earlier. Both of the other Spider-Man's landed and were like watching this happen. They were like, this seems like it's getting out of hand, but let's let it play out. Uh, he gets up, he goes down to give the killing blow and Tobey Maguire pops in and grabs it and stops him. And they have this like and just has the most Tobey Maguire weird, face of yeah, all time. Weird looking expression. At him. He's he's just like. And it's like, Jesus. audio listeners, I'm staring blankly in, into the camera. It's just Tobey Maguire's face. That's just how he is uh and of course for like tom relents and, and backs it off and they, they he drops the thing but goblin of course then stabs toby mcguire in the back and i was like holy shit did they just kill toby mcguire i'm like i do not want to see this guy go out this way uh he goes down uh at the same point though uh i guess tom webs it or whatever he grabs the cure that aunt may gave her life for right he oh, jacks no, uh, him in the neck yeah. with that and so garfield he, throws it and he catches it, it. thank That's you why they have the like good Good throw, good catch. Yeah, and so he drops like that. He's down. Um, and he, you know, I think is pretty much instantaneously he wakes up as Norman and he looks around. He's like, "What did I do?" Um, uh, and what I, what I wanted him to say was, "Don't tell Harry." Yeah, <laughs> right, 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 yeah, yeah. I was expecting that. I, I, that. I, I of course skipped the when when Goblin did show me. He asked if Spider Man could come out and play Andy. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah. a moment that. Greg has been terrorizing me uh, with nonstop no, for the past been, several we've weeks. We've been having a lot of fun with him. Uh, and at um, that moment, score, he, he rustled me. <laughs> score is fantastic in, in this entire, and from this moment on in the movie, it's just like every single scene has the perfect music. But I do want to give a shout out. They did it. They did what I wanted. We got the Amazing Spider-Man theme playing when he saves um, uh, mm-hmm. Lizard, and we get the um, Sam Raimi theme when he saves um, uh, Sandman. And shout out to, by the way, we skipped it of... Uh uh doc ock getting to talk to peter we talked about it long ago but in this okay. thing you're just like you've gr- you're gr- you've grown up or whatever he says you're mm-hmm. a grown man i love that anyways um norman what did i do and then uh you know <laughs> toby mcguire spider-man's not dead i've been stabbed before i like that line too right and so garfield's helping him out uh peter and goes to check in on dr strange he's like listen man they're coming. It's I can't hold anymore. They're coming through, and we see all the silhouettes we've talked about. We'll speed through all this. You've seen the silhouettes coming through. He's like, he's like, well, what are we gonna do? He's like, you know, uh, well, you could cast a spell, right? Of make everybody forget Peter Parker. That's the only reason they're coming. Everybody can just forget Peter Parker, and that'll stop this thing, right? No, we won't do it, but it would work. Well, then we need to do it, and this is what it's got to be. Blah blah blah. All right, then you better say your goodbyes. Uh, he jumps down immediately, goes to the two Spider-Men, as we already talked about. You know, stumbles through very Peter Parkery, trying to thank them. And Garfield stops and is like, "This is what we do. Don't worry." You know what I mean? And they hug, and that's just so fucking good, right? <laughs> then he hops off and he goes over to MJ and Ned. The, obviously, those two are very happy with ha- what's happened. They're celebrating, and then he lays it out that you're going to forget me. Like this is the only way to stop this and save the multiverse, save our save our world, or whatever. Uh, you know, a very heartfelt moment from everyone involved here. MJ being very much like. Hey, uh, you, you better come find me and tell me, or I'll just figure it out again. You know I can't. I've done it before. Uh, him and Ned give the handshake again, and just super, mm. super sad. So fucking sad. This entire segment. Um, and with that, it's that right. And Doctor Strange says his goodbye too, or whatever, from up the atop the thing. Uh, the everybody we know starts zapping out. The, you know, all the Spider Men, all the bad guys, or whatever. And then Tom swings away, right, or just gets away. I forget what he does, but he gets away. He's not around. He swings away. That's one final look. Like we, Zendaya says, "I love you" to him, and, and yeah. that all happens. And then she's like, You're, "Don't say it to me. Come back and find me." He jumps off, and she looks at him, and she mouths, "I love you" one more time. Nice. Uh, and they all forget, like fairy dust. And they swing away, and then uh, I, or what happens? We oh, then we get a da- Daily Bugle thing where uh, Jay Jonah is like ripping Spider Man a new one, and also calling for him to unmask himself. He, well, only ma- only cowards wear masks. Yada yada yada. 
Um, from there, then it's uh, Peter Parker now in street clothes, rehearsing a speech as he walks through the streets of New York on a snowy day. Uh, he gets to the donut shop, and the, the speech is obviously trying to reveal himself to MJ. Uh, he comes in. Uh, she looks at him and then kind of has a moment of recognition and waves. Ned comes in from behind, uh, sits down, gets his donut. Uh, he walks over there. I'm, I'm Peter. I'm Peter Parker. He starts a speech, and I want a cup of coffee. Okay, Peter Parker. Uh, they start bullshitting about MIT because she was having a conversation with Ned about MIT. He sees how great their lives are without him. And you know without this burden of spider-man being on them and uh he starts again trying to do it and then he just doesn't he pulls up and he asks her a few questions about if she's happy and she's like i am you know uh, unusual uncharacteristically so and peter makes the choice to leave well, them be that well, they're better this the way right? yeah he cut. sees the cut right yes i know i'm just trying to go fast but yes yes he sees Let's a cut go fast. so and good then, and then it's the whole thing of like i would love a conversation there of like how do you define that cut what do you remember exactly so you just remember you were there when spider-man was fighting and like at any point he had his mask off and when the, you just remember it was spider-man no peter Parker doesn't matter we don't get that though but again yes he sees the band-aid pulls up he's gonna abort he's gonna abort the mission and live let them live their lives and he doesn't look back and then walks out kind of smiley like bittersweet smiley mm-hmm. you know what i mean he's not devastated in this moment uh we then get i I, I think i think it's mostly like a okay not all is lost like i i have a chance at this happen yeah and so uh he then you know does what the only way this would possibly play out he goes and takes a shotgun and shoot no like i mean that's that's the only way what peter parker's never going to meet another person or have another conversation with anybody he doesn't understand that the spider-man will always be a spider-man will always be a fucking anchor on people's lives yeah what the fuck you know what i mean anyways uh but he does and he goes and he gets an apartment and god i was hoping it was gonna be the the rams guy what a fucking miss like one of the few even if it was just his voice you know what i yeah. mean even if it was just that if yeah. jay jonah can exist throughout all things the rent guy should have been yeah what do you mean not, you didn't say rent he uh, just needed good. to be like you know it's it's 750 a month or whatever <laughs> like it would have yeah, been yeah. great I'm, he is I'm, like a rat <laughs> I, i'm good without this guy we don't do that yeah you know fun uh so peter puts down his little box of possessions in his little shitty apartment and he's got a ged book in there because obviously that's how peter parker will put himself back on the map now get his high school education and figure out what he wants to do um some time goes by right there must be something i'm skipping in the middle there that happens in cemetery Oh, yeah, ah, thank you. Yes, the cemetery. We go uh, over to May's uh, grave that again has the Spider-Man PS4 line on it that we believe is the Spider-Man PS4 line on it. Uh, he's there morning. Happy shows up. Another fucking backbreaking, heartbreaking scene. Everything these characters have gone through together. How did you know her? I knew her through Spider-Man. Me too. They go back and forth, right? And it is that thing of like, he'll continue her work. Are you sure? I'm, I'm positive. Uh, he says goodbye, leaves. Then we're back to the room. Uh, again, we're stripped of all the Stark technology, right? Like that's not what he's doing anymore. He's got an app with all the police scanner shit on it. Uh, there's a crime in progress. We get a nice pan over of uh, his desk that has a sewing machine on it and a whole bunch of vibrant blue and reds. And sure as shit, he jumps okay. out in the fucking comic book costume. <sighs> fucking amazing swinging through new york being spider-man on in christmas time uh doing his woohoos and looking great and just having a just a fucking awesome suit just, i can't wait to see that i can't wait to see this movie again i can't wait for stills of that i can't wait for all that stuff uh swings out there and then that's credits right yeah then mm-hmm. nothing happened to do it uh it then I, in uh-huh. the credits i do want to give a shout out to first off i love this ending i'm sure in other shows we're going to talk about our theorizing of where it goes i think this is like we got such a great close to this trilogy and this is such a start off point for an amazing thing i want to see uh but we get the 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 first fun credit scene we're three for three on great music with uh super fun kind of credit things i love the reveal of toby and the reveal of andrew garfield with the the drawings yeah, yeah. it's de la soul 
the magic number. Three is the magic number. Fucking great credits theme. Um, we get the Venom scene we talked about. But one thing I want to bring up is a fucking super bizarre choice where we get the credits when it's the white on black credits. And there's one part that goes on pretty early that is like an in-memoriam type credit reveal where it's just a certain group of words at the beginning or in the middle of the screen, black all around it. And it says, the filmmakers would like to gratefully acknowledge the original true believer. Not Stanley. Avi Arad, whose vision led the way to bring these iconic characters to the screen. Get the fuck out, Sony. Who the hell you think you are? Some garbage, man. Tim, when when we talked about it the first time, you're like, it definitely sounds like he wrote it himself. And it 100% does. Yeah. That's that so weird. Uh, and then yeah, so Venom scene we already talked about symbiotes in uh, the universe now, and then uh, uh, Doctor Strange, Mad- Multiverse Madness. That, ladies and gentlemen, is Spider Man No Way Home. No way home. Now, Andy, hit me with something I to call haiku and review. Seven syllables in the middle. You need five for the first and last line. If you're not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku and review. Haiku and review. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to write your reviews in haiku form. Uh, and there's a lot of, of good stuff here. Uh, this one starts off here. It's not a haiku. It's more of a poem. But I appreciate the, the effort put into it from Theo John. 20 years of Spider-Man down to a few hours. Tom, Toby, and Andrew combining their powers to defeat the evil that once came before. They've gone beneath the mask to web sling some more. The redemption narrative that audiences needed for both villains and heroes. Pain finally receded. A cameo long awaited from the window he caught her. A brick meant for Peter, because he's a good lawyer. Hmm. From our dying at May, these words heard finally, with great power comes great responsibility. (laughs) Motherfucker, they killed Aunt May. How can they do this to Marissa Tomei? From Mysterio's (laughs) final words of his cracked glass dome, we got the MCU's best. Spider-Man, no way home. Good job, Theo John. That was great. Uh, Tracking shot, Sam says, Spider-Man's no more, but with great power, there is no telling what's next. Um, Andrew Feistner wrote a bunch of haikus, one for each of the mains. Green Goblin. Yo, he said the meme. Don't trust him. Not what it seems. Unsuccessful scheme. Doc Ock. You're not Parker. Of no grudge does he harbor. Last second savior. Electro. He's no longer blue. Schemer. Peter should have knew. Uh, I like his new hue. Sandman, <laughs> just send him back home. Let sparkles into his dome. Remove sand with comb. Lizard, <laughs> no solution hard when turned into a lizard. Fought with a wizard. Venom, this was just for Kev. Idiot, Eddie. Wait, he's not ready, Freddy. Thank just you. take it steady. <laughs> uh, and then Toby and Andrew, may have shed a tear. They are here. No need to fear. Cures, the engineer. And Daredevil. Look, it's Matt Murdock. Sunglasses he can still rock. Wild Brick he can block. Um, <laughs> that was good. Yeah, and then uh, there's a lot more, but the last one I'm going to read is Jules Vonato saying, with great power comes great responsibility. Right before they died. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ragu Bagu. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Rad Guys Talk Bad Guys, the podcast within a podcast where we rank all the villains of the MCU universe. Currently, the Ragu Bagu list is a strong 42 enemies in here 42 bad guys uh no i guess it'd be 41 i have a 10 twice um so then we have to decide of course where we will be putting the bad guys of spider-man no way home are we putting them all in are we doing gob gobby first 
Gobby and crew. Is that what we're thinking here? Like there's bad Gobby guys. And crew. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. Okay. Uh, so as you know, once the list got too big, we started breaking them up into tiers. Of course, there's S rank, A rank, B rank, C rank, all the way down to F rank. Uh, let's start with there, and then we can go. Gobby and crew, are they S rank villains? Tim Geddes. I, I do think that they are S rank villains. I think that they, because of their inconsistencies, because I do think they have a lot of the worst elements that make me question the most and plot holes and type stuff, they're not the top of it. Um, yeah. But I think, God damn, from every other perspective, like they delivered what we wanted. Goblin is utterly fantastic. Um, so I would put them uh, as the new bottom of the S tier. Interesting. Okay. Well, okay. That's exactly where I was going to say, too. Okay, uh, Nick, are you S tier? Do you think yeah, they're S tier? That works for me. Okay. I think there was a lot of depth these these characters, and I thought they get they get. Oh, that's no, that that just shush, shush, shush. So now <laughs> that we know that, then we can rank them because currently the S tier looks like this: number one is Thanos <laughs> from Infinity War, number two is the Vulture from Spider Man Homecoming, number three is MBJ Michael B Jordan from Black Panther, number four is Bacon Guy, aka Baron Zemo from Captain America: Civil War, and then number five is Thanos in Endgame. Let's so just now pretend Tim, Lizard and Sandman weren't there. That's fine. Yeah, but we can't. <laughs> and and the same thing. Like, I I would put this much higher on the the S tier, but because uh, what's his name, uh, Goblin is a totally like his Norman is not a Norman that we've seen. I feel like uh, it loses points there for me. And uh, you I think saw that, that Norman bottom. though to an extent. He's dialed no, up here. But he was never nice. He Spider-Man. was always a piece of shit. Not nice. Norman? Not yeah. nice. I was saying them. I was, I'm sorry. That makes more sense to me. I yeah. apologize. I, I thought we were going between the meek and the crazy. No, no, no. no, no, no. We, we definitely saw that, but I'm saying we never saw this nice guy. And granted, he was always a dick he, to Harry and stuff. Yeah. yeah. yeah I got you. Gotcha. He, okay, he was cool. in a bad place, too. So that maybe helped, but it just, it didn't seem like, it seemed like they took liberties with that character. See, so I, why, I, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's why you no, think you should good, go to good. the bottom I'm of S tier. Yeah, For me, it's, it's definitely the thing that I think Green Goblin is so strong, but. The other people he's with drag him down at times, right? Where I I, I, I missed where we're talking about Doc Ock at the bridge, and then once he got captured, I love Alfred Molina. I love a Doctor Octopus in Spider Man Two. This one feels out of place, and I guarantee he is out of place. He's in a different from a different universe, yada yada yada. But throughout there, up until he gets you know the chip implanted, I was just like, eh, like he takes me out of the scenes as he goes, right? Even Sandman, like just being a, a voice you're like all right like i get it and i see why we're you know, like it, uh, a goblin is so great and so strong but i think the rest actually pull him down a bit to where yeah, I, I would go find it putting him number six end of the s s rank below thanos above uh, our first a rank person who is he who remains from a loki on tv and now it's time to rank here we go the mcu um, so one thing to note is Eternals is not on this list. Uh, it will not affect our rankings for this, though, because uh, Nick put it at 26. I put it at 26. Kevin put it at 12. Andy put it at 17. So when Greg watches it uh, in January, when it comes to Disney Plus, we will add that to the rankings as well. But for now, uh, number one is Endgame, two Infinity War, three Homecoming, four Civil War, five Ragnarok, six Winter Soldier, seven Guardians, volume two, eight Loki, nine WandaVision, 10 Avengers, 11 Guardians, one, 12 Shang-Chi, 13, Iron Man, 14, Far From Home, 15, Black Panther, 16, Doctor Strange, 17, Falcon and Winter Soldier, 18, Captain Marvel, 19, Ant-Man and the Wasp, 20, Ant-Man, 21, Black Widow, 22, Iron Man 2, 23, Age of Ultron, 24, First Avenger, 25, Iron Man 3, 26, What If, 27, Hulk, 28, Thor, and 29, Dark World. Who would want to start the ranking for Spider-Man No Way Home? I will go first. 
Go for it, Andy. I uh, I don't love how high Homecoming is, and I think this movie is better, so I will put this at number three. I, uh, I really struggle. Go for it, Kev. I was just going to say, I rewatched Endgame recently, and like I feel like I, I still think it's a great movie, but... Honestly, like it's crazy to say this, but like this is my number one. Like I, I'm very excited to see it again, and uh, you know, like I'm I'm going today. Uh, the highs are extremely high. The lows, like in a good way, like dramatically, are very very low, and they like they grab me in a way that I I don't think that Endgame could. Like the, granted, the consequences are a lot stronger or bigger there, but like this had me from the like by the feelings the entire time, and I loved it. Nick. I would put this, I'm kind of in Andy's camp where I think this deserves to be very, very high. I think it is, I think Homecoming is a better nuts and bolts movie. Um, and I think it, it was the movie it needed to be. This one I think is a lot sloppier and a lot crazier. And I think it just is a lot more impactful overall. I'm just basically going off of just the, the sheer, the sheer amount of emotion that, that came out of this from me. So I would probably put it number three as well, right below Infinity War. It's funny that you say that, Nick. Everything you just said, I feel like I really agree with. I think that this is going to be a movie I go back and rewatch more than uh, most of these movies, especially moments in this. I love it. It made me feel so much. It delivered everything I could look for. But there is a lot of baggage. They did the best that they could with it. But having said that, I think Homecoming is a better movie. Uh, But I would put it at number three. I do think that for as much joy as this movie brought me, um, that matters a lot to me. And despite it not being as strong as Homecoming, I think that this is really really damn fantastic uh but it's not quite as purely buttoned up as infinity war and endgame that again those the worst baggage that had was dark world the worst baggage this had is six movies of varying quality um but yeah i would go number three it's such an emotionally packed thing because it's 20 years of spider-man right it's all this stuff it's all it's it is the mcu in the same way you know i thought you know it's kind of the dice are loaded for endgame because so much of a payoff is there so much of this is a payoff to all the spider-man stuff and so it's this weird one where i still think homecoming is like a perfect spider-man film for what they're doing with mcu Mm spider-man like i think it's perfect and this movie i don't think is perfect like i don't come out and go oh this is what it is but the way I've always done this is going backwards, right? So from where I, you know, going down the list, is is it better than this? Is it better than this? Is it better than this? I would leave Endgame at one, but I would rather watch this than Infinity War. So I'm voting two, even though I think I I don't want, I, you know, I don't even get to Homecoming. I don't even have that conversation. And I'll go, but even then it would be right now, such a loaded conversation. Would I rather watch uh, No Way Home or Homecoming? Well, I've seen Homecoming a billion times and this is, fucking toby mcguire and andrew garfield and all these cool jokes and things and people in the sky i need to see clearly i don't want to see this i'd love to when we're on the other side of it net it out a bit more of where i am but it's it's, for me superfluous and i'm gonna vote number two so to clue this up am i correct in saying that kev's one greg is two me nick and andy are all at three yep so there you go your new number three Spider-Man, No Way Home. The top five is number one, Endgame. Number two, Infinity War. Number three, Spider-Man, No Way Home. Number four, Spider-Man Homecoming. And number five, Civil War. We're big ensemble MCU cast uh, fans here. And we're about to get a lot more, including the next movie, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness that we are going to get in May. But... 
before then, I'm sure we're going to be adding at least two or three more of the TV shows to the MCU in review. Thank you so much for being with us this entire year for in review. I should have said this at the top and I totally forgot, but Spotify has now added uh, the ability to rate podcasts. We would really appreciate it if you would go in and give us that five-star rating on Spotify across all of the different um, kind of funny products that we do. It really does help us a lot. Even if you don't listen on Spotify, if you watch on YouTube or Apple Podcasts or anything, just load up your Spotify and just give us the, the rating. It really Really, really does help. And thank click you. Click so all episodes. All you click. You, there's the thing inside of Spotify. You, if you listen to us or watch us on YouTube and don't use Spotify, when you go there, like, oh, you have to listen to the show before you can rate it. You can just click a button that says "Mark all is played," and then you'll be all set. And uh, last thing I want to say, I want to give one more mega shout out, as always, to Carter Harrell for being amazing with the music on this show and all of the kind of funny shows. And a mega shout out to Cameron Kennedy, who always kills it with the interview intros. But he went above and beyond times a bazillion for uh, the Spider-Man rewatch. And I think that he really kind of made something special. Of course, shout out to the Spider-Boys, Anthony Carboni coming through, Blessing uh, coming through for a ton of the episodes. It was super fun. We will be doing a lot more rewatches next year, leading into a lot of the, the big movies, things like Doctor Strange. So uh, until then, I love you all. Goodbye.